Welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that does, I think, what it says in the tin, it's best film ever. My name's Ian. I'm Liam. I'm Ethan. And I'm Georgia. Hey, how long has it been since all four of us have been in the same, well, I say room, Ethan's not really. (laughs) Zoom room. I think we have to go back to the summer of 76, um, uh, during the scorching heat wave. (laughs) But, you know, uh, who knows? Maybe that was the winter of 78, maybe, uh, when everything iced over. But who knows? Huddling together for warmth. Yeah. Way <laughs> As we're warm. doing now. Um, I don't know, say uh, three weeks ago? Yeah? Maybe. I'm just like, Maybe literally, just, I'm refusing to jump in. Liam keeps trying to throw to me and I just keep nodding. <laughs> I didn't do too bad, though. You didn't do too badly. It was all right. It was all right. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 147. Oh, we're getting close to 150. That's how numbers work. Singing in the rain. Oh, I'll tell you what. Like, you want to find out movies where you're like, what reference does this title have to the movie in general? Like, this is when we're like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's the film they make at the end. It's the most... No, it's not the film they make at the end. Yes, no, it is. Like, That's what the billboard oh, is, is at the very oh, end, oh, Singing the, in the Rain. Oh, is it? It's called Singing in the Rain, What's yeah. his face and, and Oh, my hair. bad. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's the film that they're going to make next, not the film they made this time. No, it's the film they're making next. Yes. Yeah, 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 cool. The first one with, with her, with in, her it. in it. In that yeah, case, in, it. in that case, welcome to episode one forty eight. Say what you want it's about Hail Caesar. Caesar. At least week. the film was called Hail Caesar. So when are we uh, doing the singing cavalier? Oh, it's the dancing cavalier, I'll have you know. Uh, let's talk about things we have done recently, though. Oh, we yeah, did a cavalier. see it or skip it on Don't Worry Darling. And when I say we, I mean I did one of those with um, Agent Scott from Spy Hards. Go check that out. Do you want to see that? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think well, you can listen and see what we, yeah. we, we, we thought about. I'll give you a hint. We were not on the same page. Oh, okay. I were very close. Just one of us was very close one way. I was very close the other way. So, yeah. And then also, uh, it, uh, I'd say last week, in reality, I dropped it this morning. Get out. Get out. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, there we go. Um, I hope you all enjoy it. But someone we're not going to say get out to ever, and that is our Patreon backers, oh, our yeah. friends of the podcast. Ooh. We want to say a giant, get in here. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like Mortal Kombat. Remember, it was like, come here. <laughs> yeah. We want to say that to Reverend Bruce. Hey. Julene. Hermes. All right. Lena Oberholz. Come on. Katie McRae. Oh, yeah. And Cindy Ann Davies. All right. Chris Peterson. Yeah. Randall Silva. Oh, yeah. Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. The Yeekmeister. <laughs> yes. Nate the Great. Hell yeah. Andy Dixon. All right. Holly Callan. Yeah. Cheesy. With a fish on a bike. Richard. Woo. And with a fish on a bike. Ryan Kukets. Come on. Also with a fish Georgia, on a bike. I jumped in there. You did I, jump in. I'm just going to not say anything no, now. I'm so sorry. To be fair, George is just chilling on our phone. Oh, so. well, I'm, look, I'm doing reviews for later. Oh, I, can, no. I can multitask. Hang on, like hang on multitask. As I sit table. here with 10 sheets of paper that I've done... <laughs> prior to turning the mics on and i walked back into your house and went yeah it was in there and then you looked at me 10 minutes later and went was the tripod in your car because you were on your phone at the same time and couldn't multitask yeah i was getting hang on i was getting a hold of ethan and going here's the link 
Still, you didn't hear me coming <laughs> nope, talking. That's true. Here's the tripod. That's true. But I do have my 10 pages of notes for the show. So, to which Ethan woke up and went, oh, no. Let's do some reflections and corrections. I don't really have any. Get oh. Out was it released this morning. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty happy with how it went. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, because I wasn't on it. If there's one That's thing, what I was going to say right. Only because I went, you know, uh, jumped in there. That was only because you wasn't on. If, if, if there's one thing I wish oh, I'd known, it was uh, that I didn't talk about enough. It was the idea. I totally gap but the whole reason for the party is everybody can can meet. Yeah, yes. Chris, yeah. I missed that part. Mm. I said today, I was like, "Oh, that's why they're all over at the house." <laughs> oh, so, yeah. and the penny drops. Penny drops. Sometimes it's a couple days too late. Yeah, right. uh, shout outs though, uh, Agent Scott from Spy Hearts for helping me out with the "Don't Worry, Darling" theater skip. Thank you very much. Uh, Russell, the postie, who was also oh, he's wishing that someone get better. It was Mia though. Now I hear that uh, Ethan's Ill. <laughs> feeling a bit croaky. Yeah, I got that computer virus. <laughs> I don't know why. I just woke up like yesterday, and I've just been very blocked all of a sudden, and I'm I'm having a good old time. Oh no, Ethan will talk less this oh. week. Mm. <laughs> no rabbit holes. <laughs> uh, if I could make a rabbit hole with this film, I'd kind of be impressed. Uh, Carlo, who's also very poorly. So hey, hey chin up, Carlo. Carlo. I hope you get yeah. through it soon enough. Uh, sci-fi remnant for the love. Kev from the podcast that wouldn't die for the love. Um, so wizard for the for the love. I uh, shoot the flick podcast for love. And anybody who talked a little wrestling with me while I was watching Crown Jewel and tweeting some stuff out. Thanks for thanks for talking some wrestling with me. I love that. Uh, let's talk some fantasy football, because it's all BFE versus BFE Ooh, this week. It is. I'm against Georgia in what I would call the A bracket. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then, what? it's not even the B bracket. It's the bracket. bracket. <laughs> you see, in, in, in a television show called The League, a wonderful little show, all about fantasy football. It's oh, a sitcom, okay. but it's about fantasy football. Yeah. They have uh, something. Oh, the last place. What, what do they fight for? Oh, oh, the Sacco. They fight for the Sacco. <laughs> and the Sacco is who gets last place. Okay. And usually there's punishment. We're not going to do punishments because you got to agree about stuff before the season starts. But as far as who is going to be the worst <laughs> of the group. Well, I'm not being If funny. it's not Ethan, Liam, I judge you with the fire of a thousand suns. I do too. Because but- Liam's like... That's right. Ethan's like, oh, look, useful players. Let me jettison them from my team. <laughs> I made mistakes two so days I ago. Did him, I did warn him. At one point, I was like... I'm thinking... I'm, I'm somehow thinking this was like a Jedi mind trick where you've, you like manipulated him into dropping valuable players <laughs> under the guise of, Ethan, come on, buddy. You got to do some stuff. Yeah, but did Liam pick any of them back up again? Well, it's not time for it yet. Waivers. Ah, that's true. Ten, uh, two days ago, <laughs> two days ago, it was like I had 110, Liam had 111. I don't know what happened to that pen, but that's it's fucked off somewhere. I literally see Liam being a, a gentleman, similar to how I was with Anthony and Davies, going, mm-hmm. Hey, you got to move some peeps, yeah, or else I'm just gonna steamroll you this week. Yeah. Is that really what you want? I then watch as my phone blows up as Ethan drops players of quality. <laughs> like, he's not dropping guys who are just, you know, okay, yeah, they're not playing this week and they're kind of rubbish. It's like guys you should be hanging on to. To which point, I respond to a message to Ethan with, what the fuck are you doing? Stop this now. <laughs> and he goes, what? I needed to drop some players. I'm like, do you realize who you have just dropped? I and realize I, I dropped the wrong and then ones. I hear, and then I hear, Oh, I meant to drop Randall Cobb. Like, you know how many screens you have to get through before it lets you drop a player? 
like three. You have to hit like three. The times. phone version. Yes, I'm you sure. You know what? I'm no, terrible. No, 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 no. I do all I my changes on my phone. No, 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 no. Not having it. Not having it. I don't care. I'm dumb. I'm silly. What's really weird is whoever he might beat you. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I don't think I will. There's like a I'll ten. Just, per- there's a ten point difference right now, and Liam's in the lead. I'm just unlucky. Asshole. Games have started. Excellent. Uh, so uh, we're gonna do a royal roundtable. We've been promising this for a couple of months, but we've had shows and stuff, so we will get to it. If it's not next week, we'll probably do it three weeks from now. Because mm-hmm. two weeks from now, we busy. We, what are we doing? I'll tell you, Mike. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> Exciting. Um, so why not give us a review? Apple or Spotify, I hear five stars is a nice number. Five is a magic number. And Georgia, you missed it. Last week, we read a lovely review by f- friend of the podcasters, Kev. Aww. Yeah. 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 Who we, who then you and I yeah, saw on Friday. Saw yes. on Friday and was very complimentary at, at a quiz. And although he did accuse you of bullying me several times because you were bullying me at the quiz as well. So yeah, yeah. Well, Ethan wasn't around. Well, this is true. <laughs> <laughs> I do take that place when he does. <laughs> so we went to a quiz. And we we missed we missed winning it by one point. But I oh. was not the only person who made a silly mistake either, though. So you can't blame it fully on me. I mean, we only would have drawn if I'd have got that right. So just if I was know. there, eh? For the record, Jeep does not make the Grand Vitara. No, Suzuki does. <laughs> Georgia was like so confident. I wasn't. I you wasn't, were like though, I was, when I was buying I was a car. Really I looked no, at no, this, no, 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 and then no. we handed the sheet in, and she Can- went. Oh, no, maybe it I wasn't that. I started doubting myself before we'd handed the sheet and in. The and someone is, went, no, you thought it was that, so it'll be fine. The, we'll stick with and, it. And the problem is, is the one before point. this, George is going, Ian always talks me off my right answer. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm not going to be that guy this time. I'm not going to be that guy. So this is what we call a lose-lose situation, George. So what we have learned <laughs> is that we should just stick in our own lanes and not trying to pretend to be people that we're not and what was that? continue to was believe that you, each other. you by being like a car person or... Oh, shut up. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, can we talk about this for two minutes? Our respective shows, Liam, we were, because this, this is a musical episode we're doing. It is, yeah. And we just both finished doing musicals. So, Liam, you were in Stepping Out? Stepping Out, yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm throwing to you. Tell me about Stepping Out. Well, it's a group of uh, misfits who um, go to a dance. It's a lady who used to be in a dance troupe on a cruise ship. And, uh, not a cruise ship, she used to... Well, I think she used to do some sort of... It's a community tap class. Yes. Run by a lady who used to be a professional dancer. Professional dancer, that's it. Yeah, and she's not anymore, but she has a group of, as you called them, misfits that come and do tap, and they have to put a show on, and they're really bad. Bad, yeah. And there's a film version of it, which stars Liza Minnelli. I've never seen it. Oh, it's good. I've seen it. No, I've never seen it. To be fair, I've never seen the first act, because I went in the first act. Yeah, you just had a little cameo spot at the end. I did, yeah. So I didn't ever see the second act, so I didn't really know what was going on. Yep. Um, to be fair, it doesn't sound that different from shows I've been with you in. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> when you had a lead part. <laughs> <laughs> when you have the lead part. <laughs> oh, don't know. It's the worst show ever. But, 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 uh, did, did you have fun? Oh, I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I only had a little cameo and... Uh, no lines to remember. We had two lines. Oh, you two lines? Yeah, 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 yeah. It um, is a lie. No, <laughs> no. I actually was the Sugar Fun Plary. Sugar Plum Fairy. Yeah, what did Not I say? Sugar, sugar Plum Fairy. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we give Liam two lines, everybody. How many people can say, right, that they played Kanicki um, a few months back and mm-hmm. now have played a Sugar Plum Fairy? I think maybe so, just you. 
You know literally I mean? just you. I just thought that was quite funny. On the news of Kaneki, uh, interesting to bring that up. Uh, Julie got a hold of us and said that her child has just been cast as Kaneki in a hey, school production hey, of so Greece, very cool. which yeah. is really, really cool. So congratulations. I said Liam will definitely love that because I think Liam likes Greece. Do you know Maybe. what, right? I've been, in <laughs> that show, I've been in that show twice, right? And I've loved every minute of both shows, but both shows have different meaning and different um, vibes. feelings, vibes for the show. Yeah. Like the last one I did had more of a, a warmth and more of um Is that because we weren't in it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, said the, I think I said the first one had more no, of a warmth. No, 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 the second one had more of a warmth. Oh, really? The last one I did. As Only in, because the, the, the theatre that you perform in... Take my headphones off. <laughs> <laughs> the theatre nice that you perform mean, in, it? <laughs> it, it hugs you, doesn't it? And the audience was very receptive. Um, where oh, where we performed... Lovely, yeah. The Kingsland crowd is a good crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. If they pay to see it. Yeah, yeah, if, you, if you can get them in the door, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're great. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not dissing the first one because the first one's great because I played Danny, but you know, but playing Nikki was great as well. Read the review; it sort of suggested it was kind of meh. Yeah, I know. Right? That first one, yeah, yeah, yeah. There <laughs> <laughs> wasn't any chemistry between the two leads. Haters gonna hate. Speaking <laughs> <laughs> of not dude. being any chemistry, though, that is what I got in my review. So there we go. So uh, yeah, we, we were, didn't it was accurate. We were just in the Adams family. Yes. That's and right, yeah. Georgia played Wednesday. Yeah. And I played... You amazing, by the way. Thank you. And Nana, she made me laugh. She was going, why does it have to make her up to look so ugly? Why does she have to be like that? She doesn't look like that. I came, when I came out after the show, Nana went, oh, that's better, because I'd taken my wig off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was great. And I, of course, was Uncle Fester and couldn't take my wig off because I shaved my head for the part. You did. <laughs> you know what? That was a shock for me. Yeah. I, I it's hadn't grown seen back quite quickly. It has grown back. Yeah. I'm used to it now. That's why I had no issue with it. I'm like, it'll grow back yeah. in no time. But because you're very fair-haired, because mm-hmm. um, you don't look like you've got any eyebrows. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> and and because you, you took your beard off as well. Yep. You just look completely um, like a blank canvas. Yep. yep. And I was just like, oh my God. Vanilla Shrek, I was calling myself. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it, was a bit of a, it was a bit of a shock. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it worked out all right. I mean, we have one of our, uh, one of our principal members. Yeah. Um, had a health issue and had to be replaced in the last minute. So we did two shows shows with like the director with the script reading in for them. We offered the audience the chance to, to to clear out and get a refund if they so wanted to, but we offer us offer people the chance to see the show. So a credit to you guys though, because I came the night before that happened. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'd still stayed and I'd watch. I don't don't think anyone left. No, I don't think so. Anyone left. No. Um, I think the reviewer said we had conflicting reports about what was going on. Yeah, you don't necessarily want to say what's happened at the first blush. Well, not really. No. I'm going to put that in the review. What yeah. is that? Yeah. Um, I actually got a good review. You did get a good I got a good review on the whole, yeah. You did, just that you didn't have chemistry. With the guy who I was supposed to be Which was true. You know, which is true. Which I'm is okay true. with that because I you, you worked very hard. It, it, was, it was better than it was. Trust yes. I want to say to the reviewer, if you'd seen it early on, oh my God. But uh, I worked so hard. No, no. <laughs> no, no, I did like the guy who played Gomez, though. I thought he was he's brilliant. Excellent. He's, he's excellent. And, and, and a lovely chap. No, lovely chap. And what both our shows have in common is Ethan didn't come to see either of them. Oh, Ethan. I'm sorry. Ethan, who I've seen almost everything he's done, I think. Yeah. To Even be fair, he's a been, robot man. Yeah, I, I don't like my excuse. Just was I've been stuck nowhere near Norfolk for like three weeks. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Apologies, mm-hmm. everyone. Yeah, uh-huh. mm-hmm. yeah. too it's many. Not like ra- you could have got on a train or anything. Too many rail strikes. Yeah, I know, right? Not like 
It's literally on the train line. <laughs> <laughs> where, where, where I've been, it's like it is a fifty-minute drive to get to a train station. Oh, uh, fifty-minute uh, drive. I'm not being funny. Wow. You can always hitchhike mm-hmm. <laughs> from, from East London. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> Although oh Ethan no, says, I'm not Ethan in- says it's the nicest place. So. <laughs> oh no, I'm not Hello, in London. I'm, I'm, I'm not in London. London. Oh, where are you? I'm in Northampton. Oh, are you? Oh. Yeah, I've been in Northampton for three weeks. What are you doing? Home of Matt Smith. Oh wow. Fair. I've not met him yet, so I'm very disappointed. Yeah, I got a feeling he's not Does like he still live there. I don't. He's, think he still he's not like standing beside the sign welcoming you. No, I know he. I know he lives in like a church somewhere around here. Oh, Jeez. Oh, All right. Uh, why are we doing Singing in the Rain today? We're doing Singing in the Rain today because it is uh, the choice of our BFF at the BFE, Reverend Bruce. Yeah. yeah. Looking well forward to that. So he'll be joining us a little bit later in the show. I guess probably somewhere in the next hour and a half. Yeah. yeah about this that. isn't the meatiest of movies, so we'll, I don't <laughs> think it'll be. No. Who knows? Maybe it'll be one of those ones where There's we'll be all be yelling at each other about it. Do you know, right? I didn't realize because I've never seen this movie. I didn't realise. Good morning, good morning. It's from this. Oh, what? I was like, oh my God. We are going to go through the songs, like, in order, actually, Liam. No, I know, but it's just like, a, <laughs> you know how you go singing in the rain? Everyone's seen the singing in the rain scene, yeah, yeah. haven't they? You know, I've watched it multiple times, that scene where he's just dancing away. But I've never seen the movie. So to hear that song, which I know, yep. it was just like, oh my God. Yep. That's from this? Wow. Um... So the pitch is, um, a silent film star falls for a chorus girl just as he and his delusionally jealous screen partner are trying to make the difficult transition to talking pictures in 1920s Hollywood. So when I did that, there was the only bit of research I really did for the film. Oh, I did a little bit, but not much, because I, I wanted a good first watch. Oh, Pierre, you shouldn't have. <laughs> and so I uh, saw that and went, oh, I'm, inf- I'm actually far more interested in the movie now than I was going in. Because mm-hmm. I'm like I, like, I like this concept. So, uh, directed by Gene Kelly, yeah, oh, who's also done On the Town and Hello, Dolly, amongst other things. Is that what he directed? He directed those two, amongst mm-hmm. other films. Wow. Yep. And Stanley Donan, who has done uh, On the Town, Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, uh, yeah. and Charade, which oh, is a Walter yeah. Matthau film, yeah, I think, yeah. yeah. Uh, which I, I have seen, my mom bought that and made me watch it, and I remember going, this is all right. A little, little complicated, but it was all right. Uh, written by Betty Comden and Adolph Green, who are a team. Uh, they did it on the town, as well as a bunch of so other stuff. Are, but they're a really good couldn't. bunch of group of people that got together. And they're going to be fa- fa- fairly freaking collaborators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cinematography by a gentleman called Harold Rawson. First film was David Harem in 1915. Like, you wow. literally... <laughs> like, if you think the first moving pictures are in 1895. And what was this? So he's like... 52? This is 57, 59? I thought it was early 52. 52. 52, okay. Oh, okay. But if you think about that, like, you know, he's getting in literally... On the as, ground floor. Literally as the rules to what film is, is yeah. being determined. Yeah. You know, costume, setting, um... You know, how do you go from just shooting one long wide shot where everything's like you're at a theater to yeah. actually moving the camera around? Like, yeah. he's he's involved in the ground level of all of this. Uh, his final film would be in 1966, so a career that was over 50 years in length. Wow. Um, and then the music and lyrics, music by Nacho Herb Brown. Love that. Mm. Uh, lyrics by Arthur Freed. Uh, first time I saw this, for me, it was the day. Anybody else? Uh, no, it was the first time I'd seen it, too. Georgia? First time I'd seen it. And Ethan? Probably like some Christmas a long time. This has always just kind of been ingrained Ethan in my head. Quantum leaped back to 1952. <laughs> yeah. Did, yeah. 
I was actually the the microphone that broke during one of those takes. Well, let's not be silly. I mean, time travel is totally a believable thing, but turn it into a microphone. Oh yeah, Transfiguration is also real. Is, is it okay? <laughs> Um, so we're going to rely on, on Reverend Bruce for a fair bit of the context, because that's yeah, generally yeah, what we yeah, do. Yeah. They come there. They're, they're the expert. They are, yeah. yep. They're grabbing the chair around the table. So we welcome that after the fact. I got a couple of notes, but not a whole lot. And then um, if we just go ahead and crack on with the deep dive, we begin with the title card and a little bit of a tease of singing in the rain. Now, knowing what we know at the end of the film, is this actually the first scene of the next movie they make? Potentially. Yeah. Or is this yeah. independent of the film itself. It gave the impression it was independent. Of course itself. it is. I'm just having some yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, because seen in the next film. Well, his buddy then got a job from out behind the camera and is now in front of it. He was clearly good enough to he be. He was clearly good enough to be. He seriously was. Um, and so we start really with the Royal Rascal, the world premiere. It's 1927. And I love it when we have an old film that's set like a generation before itself. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> they have lots of fun with it. And we see everybody arriving at the premiere, and there's this like gossip columnist, very similar if you've seen Chicago to the woman that who's like, kid, yeah, who's like, you know, uh, in announcing Mary Sunshine, that's yeah. it. Uh, and she's sort of explaining, rather than crime, how all these um, couple celebrity couples are together, and it's a lot of really old men and a lot of really young women, yeah, and lots of comments of they've been married for three months, but they still act like newlyweds. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and it was kind of cute. And then we have this giant roar for Cosmo Brown, played by Donald O'Connor, who I thought was fantastic in this film. Brilliant. I, I said the Georgia, a very Dick Van Dyke energy, I thought. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you know what? Yeah, you know, so who I genuinely thought he was for a minute and then realized he wasn't. Gene he Wilder. lights up the screen. Gene Wilder. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, Gene oh. Wilder's first film was Bunny and Clyde. Oh, no, I know. Yeah, no, but he looks, yeah. he looks very similar and acts very similarly. And there was a bit where he was singing into a megaphone at one point that sounded like him as well. As a quick aside, I may have been rewatching myself on The Chase this week. Uh, <laughs> funny you say that. And the last question I get in order to beat The Chaser, you know what the correct answer was? I can't remember now. Bonnie and Clyde. Oh, yes, of course. Uh, which of these screen couples... The, I was just shouting at the screen. Which of these screen couples came first? And it was sitting there. And I was going, of course, it's a film question. I'm sitting there going, oh, jeez. And I didn't know it. So I knew it wasn't Thelma and Louise. And the other option was Bonnie and Clyde and... Oh, I forget what the other one was. But it was only about two years between them in the I, end. I forget, yeah. But I knew it was Bonnie and Clyde. And uh, yeah, Bonnie and Clyde. So then I, yeah. I, I, I should have mentioned that. We actually did Bonnie and Clyde. I can't believe I forgot that. But yeah, so uh, yeah. I was a, a little trip down memory lane. Now, you were going to say. Um, funny I, I should say that. Yeah, well, I, I bumped into one of your ex-students um, the other day um, who came into my shop. Yeah, and the, happened to mention that... Um, you you were on the chase okay and i went yes because yeah. <laughs> that was just funny how um we were talking about the podcast and yeah. i said i'd do it with a group of friends and i said we've got a kiwi well australian <laughs> oh <laughs> we've got a canadian i said we've got a girl and i said no no a girl, a girl. <laughs> my favorite well, no, no, nationality I was, to, I was trying to i was trying to say the variations of um having or a lady sorry on the podcast how we Fully have a very fledged fucking woman thank you woman well Look at that in the actual thing. Fully fledged. Fucking woman. Okay, yes. there we are. Okay, I'll, I will say no more. <laughs> no, okay. I, no, no, no. We're, 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 we're busting shops. Come on. So you were trying to explain, like, we've got kind of a broad range of, yeah, broad of, range of, of, of viewpoints. Of viewpoints, yes. Age range, uh, diversity range in, like, continents. Nice to all you young people let me hang out with you. That's all I have to say. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, and, and you just have to come up. 
And I went, that's funny, you should say that. And then the chase came up. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it was quite, and he said to say hello. Coolio Van Hulia, when, when the mic's turned off, you can tell me who it was. I shall. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so back with Cosmo Brown, everyone's really excited. Now, I want to know how everybody knows, all these fans know that Cosmo is Don's friend. Yeah, because well, he only gets a little cheer, doesn't he? he oh, they like, no, no, they and cheer, and then down. when they realize he's not, not there, there shuts down, yeah. they shut down. But knowing we know later, they have no reason to cheer. No, because he says later on, doesn't he? He said, "I'm the nobody who no one remembers." Yeah, because they thought he's not. He's not even on camera. No, he's always been behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how does anybody know him when he drives up? Unless I mean, the movie needs us to know he's important. Unless um, back in the day, you know, like you get National Enquirer these days, don't you? If you had a oh, similar, come on, come on. A similar thing where they go, and so-and-so was about with so-and-so. There and they were on the, the phone. Lady, the lady on the microphone says it's this person, whoever's Don's friend. Yeah, if it's got exposition. Yeah, but the, well, they, yeah. those guys can hear that. They think he's they, in the car too. They know it vis- but they know it visually. Because first they go, ah, oh. And then they go, oh, it's, uh, it's Cosmo Brown. I want to say Kramer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, it don't have to wait very long anyway, because then we have a huge cheer as we meet Don Lockwood, played by Gene Kelly, and Lena Lamont, played by Gene Hagen. Mm. And they're a household name like bacon and eggs. Yeah. I do like bacon and eggs. Depends what sort of eggs. This is very old Hollywood star system. This is let's find the same two people and we'll put them in as many films together as we can and we will release to the press that they are a couple. And I know it still sort of happens on a more subliminal level now, but it was like directly fed by the yeah, studios at was, that point. Was, yeah. Very old school Hollywood. Kind of liked it. The interviewer wants to know the history of their uh, story together. And this asks, is there going to be wedding bells? And he instantly goes, well, actually, the secret of my success, a lot of it's due to Cosmo over here. He's always been my best friend. He's always been beside me all the way back down in... Um, from the very beginnings. And I've always had one model I lived by, dignity. Now, this kind of opened up this kind of like rascal character for him because he sort of does the voice. He looks down the lens of the camera. Yeah. As the camera comes right up to him and sort of walks through his backstory. And every time he says something, the visuals of how it really was pops up on screen and they don't jive up at all. So we went to the finest dance classes, just the two of them in some like (laughs) seedy little pub, just dancing around and eventually being kicked out. Um, And I thought, okay, this is going to be this guy's story. He's going to be a bit of a rogue. I'm really, it was not, this guy was not this guy the rest of the movie. No, but I I liked him for the rest of the movie. I did. I did, but then don't give me this at the start. Yeah, I know. I I I thought they matched up. It took me a while to to get to like him. That's his like persona to the press it's different to how he would be like on set but the press whatever. don't know that he actually was in the pubs only we do this yeah, is privileged yeah, information for us. for us yeah and that's nice that I makes him, that. exactly that makes him a rogue but he's not the rogue for any other part of the yes, movie he is dancing yeah. around and being a prat I was going to say the scene. That's the not scene being a with rogue. Yeah. I just don't think he's a rogue. I don't think the other stuff makes him. Hey, Liam, should we just add? The, the, the early scene with are. Kathy made me turn on him the for stuff, a while. No, the stuff we see in those in the flashbacks absolutely matches up with no, the character. With the rest of the movie, yes, no, yes, it absolutely does. The stuff he's saying doesn't because that's his persona to the press. But the stuff we see absolutely matches. No, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Ethan, were you saying something? Yeah, I was going to say, it kind of matches because it took me, like, at least half the film for me to go, oh, no, okay, I kind of like him again, because his uh, his first scene with Kathy, holy shit, I hated him. All right. Um, 
So he keeps going. Um, he keeps coming back to. And one thing I always stood by, and I never gave up on, was my dignity. And then we get our first song of the of the film, which is "Fit as a Fiddle." This might be the coolest m- number in, in the whole show because they're in these green suits, the two of them, Cosmo. Oh, and, that's so clever! And when they like trade bows and they're playing each other's oh, violins, I'm like, oh amazing. shot! And how they walk together uh, and stuff was so that good. is impressive. It's Very impressive. Yeah. That is impressive. And if you're impressed by dance, then it must have been good. Yeah, I think I appreciated the the music. No, because no, she's not wrong. Because it's kind of lost on me. So let's just let's just own it right here. Choreography, I glaze over and get bored. I really could. Like you know, my least favorite part of Mary Poppins is step in time. And you are so wrong. And I can appreciate that because obviously it's there for someone, and someone does love that. Yeah. You know, but I was just See, like, I'm, I'm half and uh, half of both of you. <laughs> uh, so um, it's he goes. So it looks visually amazing. It does, and when they're done, it's like boo, boo, and the <laughs> voiceover, and, and, and the voiceover goes. The audience has loved us. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know who they reminded me of? They reminded me of Morecambe Wise. I don't know enough Morecambe Wise. That, that scene, Wasn't it? Yeah, because yeah. they were not like to start with, and they did all the the circuits and everything yep. until eventually they honed their act, and then became the big celebrities they were over here. And he goes, the offers from the studio started pouring in. And it's when they're like <laughs> yeah. underneath like a um, a rain covering of, of like a newspaper shop because they've got nothing going on. But I guess eventually <laughs> they, they luck out with a job at Monumental Pictures. Which doing, very much looked like Paramount Pictures. I, I, I guess probably what it was supposed to be. Yeah, I forget yeah. who the actual studio was MGM. for this. Was it MGM? It was MGM, yeah. Uh, so um, they're doing it for this one film. The stuntman gets knocked out doing uh, a trick. He's supposed to be, when he gets punched, he's supposed to do a backflip over the bar and then land and crash through some bottles. He is so agile. And Don volunteers the shot and nails it first time. And they're told, hey, you have any more things you can have me do? And he goes, uh, we sure do. And he does a bunch of stunts. <laughs> it was brilliant. And one of these stunts yep. that is in this is in the opening credits to The Full Guy. Was that From right? the 80s, yeah. I was like, oh my God. Is this the the, 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 plane, the plane going into the... Yeah. That's been used in a lot of things. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, is, this, uh, is this the original, I guess? Is this when, yeah, it, was sh- I, when I it was shot? I, I would assume, assume so, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we, he goes up and introduces himself to Lena Lamont. And uh, we're told by the voiceover, I always loved working with Lena, and she and I always got along really, really well. <laughs> and he tries to introduce himself, but she no-sells him. She won't even talk to him. There. It looks the other way. And the head of the studio, who I have his name down later, um, loves I like, him. I liked him. And uh, offers him a leading man contract. And now all of a sudden, Lean is interested. Mm-hmm. And he goes, are you doing anything tonight, Miss Lamont? And she goes, <laughs> and he goes, and she puts her arm on his and he takes it off. And he goes, that's, that's funny. I'm busy. <laughs> and she smacks him. He says, but I always kept my motto, dignity. I need to have something going on here. Yes. Because they've purposely chosen not to let her talk to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We go to the Royal Rascal now, and it's a proper swashbuckling sort of movie with no sound and dialogue plates or, you know, screens, whatever you want to call it. And then when the movie's over and the crowd applauses, they come on to the stage, and Dawn speaks on behalf of both of them. (laughs) And she goes to try and... I've I've got my notes. This is where I realize she hasn't spoken yet. Yeah, (laughs) And then the film makes it obvious because she goes to like lean forward and he like has to step in front of her and go, and also, by the way, <laughs> and then she goes backstage and we hear the voice. I don't know how you would describe this voice. Um, Pain. Sharp. 
high and squeaky. Yeah, yeah, it's just kind of like oh, yeah, it, nasally nasal Brooklyn, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, Harley Quinn on bath salts. I don't like know. he, yeah, it's like that. Like even helium. <laughs> Don then tells Lena that they're not really in a relationship, and Lena doesn't quite get this. Uh, she believes what she reads. I guess so. Yeah. She's like, "You are my fiance." <laughs> fiance. And then she, they go to leave, and they're going to an after party. And Lena goes first, and Don's kind of complaining about her. And Cosmo, Cosmo's some great one-liners here. Haven't you heard? She's irresistible. She told me so herself. <laughs> As they're driving, I mean, this is full of, like, 1950s era dialogue. It's not that far removed from Billy Wilder when we did something like it hot. No, true. Uh, So the car breaks down, and Cosmo goes, oh, the car, I can't believe this. I haven't had a problem with this car in six hours. (laughs) (laughs) And so he gets roughed up by fans when Don gets recognized, and, you know, he shouts out to Cosmo, call me a cab. You're a cab. Okay, you're a cab. Um, he then climbs up the top of a streetcar and then jumps uh, onto the top of it, rides it, and then jumps into a car and an empty passenger seat. I, I believe he does that, right? Oh, I think so. Because that looked so good. And we meet Kathy Selden, played by Debbie Reynolds. Like Debbie uh, Reynolds and Tammy? Uh, she thinks he's a gangster. Um, the dialogue's very 1950. She pulls over to turn over who she thinks is a criminal to the police, and the officer identifies him as Don Lockwood, at which point then she inter- offers him a lift. He instantly starts to hit on her and has his arm around her in moments um, while saying his sob story about being lonely. Uh, but then she doesn't rate him, saying, if you've seen one movie, you've seen them all, and takes issue with the overacting of silent film. Or lack thereof. Of overacting? Of acting. I've said that they overact everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I know. Yeah. I, I saw it was, she, she actually says that they're not actors. They're not actors because all you do is, is large yeah. kind yeah, of faces yeah, yeah. and yeah. they have the... <laughs> I love how she does that. The screens come on. Yeah, she's very, very good. And this is very, you know, it's that elitism of the stage. No, I, I'm 100% with the stage because in the stage you got to do it right. There's a lot. You, you get one yeah. crack. It's why gene kelly is so bloody good and why they're able to use so many long takes of the technical work that he does because he's used to doing it on stage you don't get chance to fuck it up so you, you when you're doing it for which, camera. Is, which is interesting then because then he gets to sort of put his words in someone else's mouth yeah. to say it to him yeah yeah that's good he's very clever what's that neil patrick harris quote where he's like we do we don't need like uh close-ups because we do this like eight times a week i think he says because it's 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 a late Miz film joke, I think. I think he says. Shall I have a look? Yeah, because he asks because he does ask for a super tight close up. Yeah, yeah, but he it's does. He does, make, he, does one, yeah. he does make a joke about because we do this eight times a week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it turns out that um, she's a stage actress. He mocks her for not being a stage actor yet, though. Um, <laughs> he makes a move and she turns him down. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's all over her in that 50s way. Suave it's, way. It's, the, it's more, the thing that bothered me about that one scene, it's more that, I know it's probably supposed to be a joke, but he's like, oh, I wouldn't molest you if blah, blah. I don't know, it's more the fact he says molest I hear you, bothers but she, me. I hear you, but she wins. Also, the yeah. word has gained more... I mean, it still means the same thing, but the word molest has definitely it's, gained more... Um, this em, em, yeah. emotional punch yeah, emotion yeah. than it would have done mm, when this yeah. was made absolutely and the fact that she, we're, we're never thinking he's winning this 
No. You know, no, like she's no, putting no, him no. in his place from minute one. He's playing the fool. So, yeah, he's – it's it's the difference between when, like, you know, people who have a problem with him. I'm going to stand up for Greece for a moment. <laughs> Did she put up a fight? I mean, yeah. it's a different time. It was, yeah, yeah. And he And he's shown to be an idiot and loses and da-da-da-da-da-da. Whereas the Rocky thing, she's trapped in a room with him. And I'm like, that part's a bit sketchy. Yeah. But this, because, you know, but at this point, am I never fearing that, like, he's going to overpower her or something? She'll stand up very far from the start. She's that, I'm going to tell you what I think of you kind of, kind of dame. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've never worried. I'm more just like, oh, I'm not liking this character no, like, so far. Yeah. He's the over entitled uh, movie star. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is also why we have to see him failing and yeah. lying to us at the beginning, because if not, you wouldn't get over the fact that he's a bit of a pro. Oh, oh yeah. see, because I think it's so... Ch- see, I think this is different, because I think he's charming at the beginning. I don't think this is charming. No, but that's what I mean. If we don't see that he's come from shit, then you don't... Then the charming doesn't win over the arsehole attitude. Okay. Yeah. Um, I have the quote if you want it. Yep. This is the discipline of live theatre, doing the same perfect thing night after night, eight times a week, never ceases to amaze me. That's not the quote. Well, it's one that's come up. <laughs> this is something he does in the middle of his Tony uh, yeah, yeah. opening number. Yeah. Is that okay. the one where Brooke Shields... There's like three of them. Oh. Uh, I think it's... Let's make yes. it... Is it bigger? Yeah, let's it's make the it less bigger. bigger. Yeah. I think is that 2011? Yeah. 2011 I'm or 2012, I think. Go and make it bigger. <laughs> there was a moment in that that I've, I've watched that so much. It's bigger. That blows my mind how he's like on the stage and appears the other end of the theater. And that's a big theater. I've, that, I think that's the same one. Yeah. It bl- I've, that, I've tried. That, I've slowed it down. I know. <laughs> and the look on the faces of people who are. Uh, it blows uh, my mind. Yeah. It blows mine too. That's why I love theater. I, I, I don't even want to know. I'm just impressed. Do this eight times a week i'm looking it up see if i can find it on one search i used to have a skill that i could do this <laughs> it's no good me looking <laughs> mean technology uh no i just got a bunch of links to neil patrick harris and jason siegel singing something from les mis on inside the actor studio <laughs> oh i love that video i haven't seen that uh, they I'll do uh the it's like a jean valjean javert uh like that makes sense. off yeah it's good all right I'm gonna I'm gonna put mine to bed. I'll I'll find it later if I have to. Um, so it turns. So he makes uh, when she turns him down, he then overacts as he gets out of the car, pretending he's doing like a soliloquy from Shakespeare, or Faust, <laughs> or something else. And then when he's done, he's really kind of belittled her. Yeah. He closes the door and he moves to move and he tears what's already torn of his well ventilated suit. Didn't she say something at that point? Georgia. Found it. Okay. It's true, it's true. There's like 150 of those punks. Oh, wait, oh, wait. Check this out. Can I have my Tom Hooper Les Mis close-up, please? See, on Broadway, we don't need extreme close-ups to prove we're singing live. We sing live eight shows a week. Check it. Check it. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Um... So, as it turns out, Kathy's also headed to the same after party, which I kind of go, how did you not know what this was the after party for? Yeah, have thought. Uh, Cosmo's hitting up a girl with promises of being in the next movie. Like, this is the shadiest thing in the movie, <laughs> Ethan. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's basically doing a one-man casting couch here. Yes, he is. Yeah, he is. Yeah. That's a trope, isn't it? It is a trope, but yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. he doesn't go back to that guy ever again. No. <laughs> he's squeaky clean the rest of the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, That's his rogueness. The studio boss gathers every. They learn that when they're dancing together. The studio boss gathers everyone around and shows them a mo- a, a talking picture, a very very small short talking picture. Okay, right. 
when you go from black and white TV, yep. and all of a sudden you see something in color, yep. what's your reaction? Wow. Wow, right? You go from a non-talking picture to a talking picture, wouldn't you go, wow? No. Why not? Because everybody in this room, they've never had to consider their voice. And now what this means is, if you're at the top of your game, everyone's back down to zero. The, the, the playing field has just been completely leveled again. Yeah, but regardless of all that, wouldn't you just go, actually, that's quite cool. These are people who are in the business of making movies. So I, I think, I mean, obviously the studio head's going, wow. But yeah. everybody else involved is involved because they are, they are actors or actresses now. And so all of a sudden it's, oh, my, my, my face just because, you know, silent pictures are easy. Because Kathy's of, not wrong. There's a reason they're not stage actors at this time. Yeah, and yeah, they yeah, are yeah, in yeah. Because there's a lot of, um, like, um, Laurel and Hardy managed to do it. There's a lot of people that fell by the way. Chaplin managed to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Buster Keaton didn't. Yeah, there's some people you know what I mean? do it, yeah. It's littered with people who died, their careers ended because that's yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's, a, really, that's a completely different skill set. But even so, they wouldn't know they can't do that yet, would they? I wouldn't th- you in your well, no, because like George just said, they know they're not stage actors for whatever reason. You know what I mean? Like, why are they going to be movie stars and not stage actors? Because they're not it's they're the, not real the actors. The prestige was the other way around back then. It's mm. flipped now. It is the the stage but doesn't get, get that what the from film does, you didn't get that from um, Gene Kelly. Oh, you do hear from Gene Kelly because he takes her words to heart quite significantly. No, but I mean, he still carries on doing what he's doing. And he's still, even when they start doing the talkies, he's still, he's still doing it. He's but, not like. But he literally, can I keep going? Because actually he's going to totally disprove oh, okay, you. Okay. <laughs> so um, Warner Brothers are making a talking picture. The jazz singer. They all go, they'll lose their shirts. I mean, this is right up there within Titanic where they yeah, go, yeah. they go, Picasso, he'll never amount to anything. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. the jazz singer is the first talkie. It, well, it, it, it's Titanic, it's unsinkable. Yeah. I was about to say it's that real Inspector Cool's moment. It, it revolutionizes everything. Uh, it does have an actor in blackface. Yes, it does. Yes, the talking, it does. yeah, the yeah, jazz singer. Yeah. Uh, there's a cake and someone uh, jumps out of it. And it's re-meet Kathy Dresden, who's Yay. the girl out of the cake. And um, we do the song, uh, All I Do Is Dream Of You. All the girls are in pink swimming caps and costumes. I love the costumes in this. Uh, Don comes over and wants to tell her how well she did, which is, I mean, he, he's, he's, I don't know if he's being a dick or if he's calling her out. Maybe a bit of both, because she was all like hoity-toity about the, the you know, the prestige and, and, and the nobility of acting, and and then she goes ahead and she, she's the girl who jumps out of a cake 20 minutes later. The funny thing is, though, he has that reaction of like, oh my god, that's that girl again. Yeah. It's not like vindictive? No, because I think there's something about her when measured, I mean, take real, okay, if we take this idea of it, stage acting is real acting, which mm-hmm. I'd probably be inclined to agree with, but, <laughs> yeah, but, but if you go with that premise and that everything in Hollywood's fictitious, mm-hmm. well, then she's also like, this is like a, he's, he, he, like he's got a fake, he's a fake movie, he's a fake relationship with this fake woman who can't really act or talk or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's other woman who's real in every way. And so the relationship is real and the fire is real and everything, the passion is real. And so he's even, it's like, it's like Sam and Diane. Yep. From oh, cheers. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. challenges him and he loves it and he hates it in equal measure. <laughs> yeah. 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 He looks um, quite similar to him to be here. You think so? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Ted Danson's the typical leading man. So sure. Um, Lena, the, oh, he goes now, now, <coughs> sorry. <laughs> He goes, now that I know where you live, I'd love to come inside. <laughs> <laughs> Pointing to the, to the cake. cake. cake yeah. 
Uh, Lena gets jealous and comes over only to find Dawn winding Kathy up. Kathy gets mad. Says, I'll tell you what you can do. And she grabs some cake and she Something throws it. from the films, yeah. Yes, and, and throws it and ducks. And of course, Lena eats the cake. It's just funny. <laughs> now, during this time, she goes and runs away. But it, during this whole melee, he's gone over to Dawn and says, sort of Cosmo, and says, do you think you've seen one of my films? You've seen them all? And he goes, oh, uh. Uh, and he kind of just lets it go for a minute. And, no, he doesn't say that, but he asks something about, oh, am I still a good actor? Yeah, 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 and, yeah. but he's, Cosmo is winding him up, not realizing it's a serious question. No, that, yeah, that, yeah. That, that, that's that. later. So the first part is him going, I've made a mistake here. The first part is him just going, am I still a good actor? And he goes, yeah, don't worry about it. What, what's wrong? What's wrong? Yeah, he does. Um, so then back on the lot, they're making a pretty racist African movie. <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah. There's a lot of, if it's not blackface, it's, pretty brown face it's it's getting close yeah Uh, we find out the jazz singer's a big hit and cosmo says hey do what you do direct quote once you've seen one of your films you've seen them all and this (laughs) is where he like crumbles and goes why'd you say that i'm just just joking but 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 that girl said that and we find out it's been three weeks since the party and the jazz singer is already out now and it's a big hit um and cosmo tries to rally um Try, so this is the idea that he's really he's really worried about his spot he's going if this is going to change the game can i be part of this new of this new shift this new fandangledness um and so we do uh cosmo tries to rally him up with the song make him laugh so good i've gotten my notes donald o'connor is great with all things physical but he also does it in a way that mixes musical excellence yeah because he plays the piano perfectly as well clever Oh, so agile, he bro. disappears a bit in the second half of this film, and that, 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 that's a shame. Do you think that's that, on purpose? Being a Gene Kelly... Because I'll tell you something, those two on screen, I'm not looking at Gene Kelly. I'm not looking at Gene Kelly either. I'll be 100% honest with you as well. Yeah, 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 yeah you're yeah, right. Yeah. His you eyes wonder. pop, don't they? You're right. The and it's weird because I know Gene Kelly's guy I'm supposed to be watching. Yeah, yeah. I'm always watching Donald O'Connor. Same. Yeah, it's a good point. So maybe that's it's a good point. Oh, yeah, I don't think Gene Kelly was a very nice person. Oh, no. Yeah, pretty pretty famous for not being. Yeah, oh, really? he was really? Yeah. He was a absolute. He was a tyrant. Like, he was a slave driver. Yeah, really. Yeah. Oh, that's the right. I'm cut. hoping there's stories about. I mean, I can make a reference to something in a little bit, but there's there's stories about how he treated his female dance partners, especially. Wow. There's a reason that I'll this is Ginger what. Rogers in this part. Yeah. Because she had enough of him. Debbie Reynolds was bloody brilliant keeping up with them guys. I'll tell you. Um, so here we go. Uh, make him laugh. It's very Dick Van Dyke. I said, I mean, it the is. best, well, I think my hair part might have been, the bit on the piano was great where he, he plays it and then he like walks he on, on it. Walk on it yeah. Love that. Cause that's, that's all in like, yeah, in it. Just yeah. walking on it is in, in like sync. Yep. And then he does like a parkour move like 70 years before that would be a term. <laughs> yeah. He parkours off one wall. He parkours off oh, the second the and he goes for the third and, and it's, 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 it. it's like just plastered. He goes yeah, right through yeah, it, yeah, yeah, but yeah. he still comes in and he hits that. They, they've played with the speed a bit, but, but he second, still hits the make him laugh. Oh, it's so that good. The second one he does when he walk up the wall, he goes high. He goes really high. Yep. There is Phenomenal. such a skill that you see in, especially the three leads and including Debbie Reynolds that is just not. It's just not practiced anymore. It's so sad. It's just technical excellence, isn't it? Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah. Loved it. Um, so the next movie we go to, they're already making it, and we find out that Lena got Kathy fired, and Don ain't liking that. And they proceed then to act out the scene, with, uh, but they move their mouths, and they're saying how they really, they continue the conversation. <laughs> it's brilliant. And he goes, I don't hate, I don't like her. You like her, don't you? He goes, I don't like her half as much as I hate you. As he's kissing her arm and looking 
adoringly into her eyes. Yeah, and it's then funny. And then they kiss, and she goes, "You can't kiss like that unless you really mean it." And he goes, "I'd rather kiss a tarantula." <laughs> you don't mean that. And then he shouts off, "Set someone, get, get me, me a tarantula." tarantula. <laughs> is, is there was there a rule in place about open mouth kissing on film at any point? Did that pass with the nudity Ooh. act? Yeah, because I didn't really the Hayes Code. I don't really know because. They, not at a single point in any of these kisses, do they either of them open their mouths? Which is why it looks weird, because they both have their mouths shut. That's probably part of it, yeah. I don't know, I don't know if it passed, like, like we'll see in the 60s when the nudity act kind of passed and they were able to be more nude in stage and film, but... Don't know. I don't know about the about the nudity act. I don't know about the Hayes Code, and I know about that's the how hair came about, nudity, wasn't it? yeah nudity is more for a stage than okay. anything else. Because yeah. I know about the Hayes Code, and I know about the development of the MPAA. Yeah, no. So that would be different. Yeah, because because nudity actually is you're live in the same space with a naked person. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, mm. that's a different thing too. I'm just watching something on the screen. Yeah. Sorry, you lost me there. Sorry, Karen. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally why, well one of the founding reasons the hair the musical is written is because yeah. I'll tell you what, it is because have you ever seen hair? No. I have seen <laughs> Meatloaf no. was in the okay. first original cast performance. Was it really? Yes. I went and saw a version of Hair. Oh, okay. Oh, no. Did and you be- go with your parents? And be- no, no, no. Was there a lot of hair? <laughs> and because I've seen Cheers, which yeah. makes reference to Hair in one episode, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I knew that there was a, a big nude scene yep. coming up. <laughs> and they came out, I think it's the start of Act 2, and they've got this giant, like, um, blanket's the wrong word, but it's yeah, almost yeah, like yeah. a tarp. Almost yeah. like, a, like, a, like a circus yeah. tarp. And, and they're, all, they're all kind of underneath it. And, yeah, yeah. And they lift it up, and there's a lot of hair. <laughs> <laughs> and you you can't help it. You're like, some of them are like, wow. Some of them are like, I'm really impressed with your bravery coming out. <laughs> so I don't know if I would, if, 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 if. If that was me, yeah, I don't know if I would. So there we go. Is that the, the Aquarius song? Is that from that? Yep, Age of Aquarius. Let and the, Let the sunshine. Let oh, the sunshine. Yeah. 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 When we did our, uh, it is a good soundtrack. When yeah. we did that music video that we did, because it was based in like 60s Liverpool. The one you did. The one I did, yeah. Okay, careful with those wheezing and theys. <laughs> Sorry, well, we... We talked about... Actually, it wasn't just me that We, did it, not so. you. The rest of us talked about this last week when we did the reflection and correction on Bowling for Columbine, uh-huh. where we did the they versus they, remember? Uh, the, I, does I, she live with the kids? Okay, yeah. And we determined that you were wrong and I was right. That's probably because I wasn't here to fight my own corner, but that's okay. No, no you agree. We watched uh, it. You said... You, you, yeah, you, no, yeah there we go. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> when... I can't say when I made a midi- was in a music video though because it wasn't just me; it was a big group of people. Anyway, the collective we that was at. The- well, no, it's it's only a big deal if you're like when I was in my music video. Then it's you yourself, and that's it. But when I was in you, you when I was in the chase, I was on the chase by myself, but I was on the chase. <laughs> I'm not gonna say when we were on the chase. No, I'm not gonna say that. When one was on the chase. This is all for Richard, who who sort of was winding me up, saying, "Oh, you you never talk about you being on the chase." <laughs> and I thought he was being legitimate, going, "Yes, we do." Uh, <laughs> No, he was being sarcastic. Yeah, I picked the, it up. The we refers to the fact that when we, the collective that were in the music video, were getting ready for it because it was set in 60s Liverpool, which obviously a very much time of the hippie kind of movement and this coming together and all these different things. In order to put us in the right mindset, they played Aquarius and let the sun shine in. And we were just told in the like a studio space, just do the song. And so by the end, we kind of were all a bit like, what's going on? And then by the end of it, we were literally all like laying on, to, on top of each other in a pile in the middle of the room. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's An amalgamated end. lump of people. It was. I mean, it was like, it's, like, gen- it's genuinely the most spiritual, if you want to use that word, like, mo- like four minutes I've ever had. So there you go. Oh, nice. 
Jeez, how many hallucinogenics did you take? It? <laughs> none. It was no, no. That's what I mean. I'm waiting for it to go down like a really seedy road and be no, like, and then we no. all put our clothes on and began the music video. Here's the thing: it wasn't that. It was this genuinely just like thing that happened with a group of like maybe I think there was 15 to 20 of us that all just kind of came together and beca- and just did the song. It was powerful. Sounds like it. I will say this. When I went and saw hair, the ending stuck with me for like two to three days. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. when it's like, let the sun shine. Oh, what a happy song. In hair, it ain't a happy song. Well, the funny thing is I'm, <laughs> I've never seen it. Powerful. But I've, I've heard the song. I would go see that again. Yeah. Hair's excellent. Mm. Hair's excellent. Oh, we should, we is there a hair film? film? There is, yeah. Yeah, probably. But I, 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 I think that's something, I get something to see live. I really do. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, Not yeah. just because, actually, in spite of the, the nudity. The nudity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember they were performing at West End Live a few years ago, and I remember, I think, was it you that said it was between that and I'm telling you from Dreamgirls that, like, you were like, those are the two contenders for the best performances. Oh, really? Okay. I do that. I rank things. Yeah. In case you you haven't noticed from listening to the podcast, folks. (laughs) You do like to rank things. I do. And a Um, spreadsheet. So, (laughs) yes. (laughs) Um, so the studio boss, this is R.F. Simpson, played by Millard Mitchell, who was a, um, he was sort of a play up for the other director, not yeah. Gene Kelly, but the other one. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. That's who this guy was sort of based off of. I liked him. I liked him too. I thought he was very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought he was, for someone who owned a studio, Yep. I thought he was quite, um, he's a bit swayed in different ways, but I think that's just because he's trying to make everybody happy, isn't he? I also think it's a time when individuals own movie studios, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. kind of weird to think about now. Yeah. 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 Uh, he comes in and the crowd wants more talking pictures. He said, I told you, I told you talking pictures were the way for the future, <laughs> which was great. It was. And then he hits them. Uh, Le- Le- is it Lena? Yeah. Lena can't speak. No. And so we have this, I- I'm-, I'm looking to George. I did say I was going to bank on you for a couple of things. We ha- I'm trying to figure out this one. So there was a song. It was half a montage. And then it was a song. To uh, the song is called "Beautiful Girl," and it's not the oh. beautiful girl. Who is that? Oh, Sean King. Sean King. Kingston. 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 Oh, Sean. Yeah, Sean King. We don't talk about. Yeah, Sean, <laughs> Sean Kingston. No. Yeah, it's Sean love Kingston. Sean Kingston. Okay, I'm confused. Do we talk about Sean Kingston or don't we talk about Sean Kingston? No, we talk about Sean Kingston. We don't talk about Sean King. Okay, I don't know who that is. All right. So oh, on. he's not He's not oh, a good guy. We're not talking we're about We're not talking him. about him. <laughs> uh, for the record, Liam, you said last week um, it was a song by a band called No Mercy. Yes. I forget what the song was, but yes, it was No Mercy. Was I went back it? and looked it up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, oh, that's going to bug me now. I can't remember that one. Yeah, me too. Anyway. Where did you go? That, my lovely. lovely. <laughs> Where did you go? I want to know. My lovely. We're all over the place this week. Uh, <laughs> beautiful girl. Yes. And it was all, they were like just shots that were just like disembodied legs. And this guy with very curly done hair into a megaphone. And it was yes. all really, really odd. And then it finishes into like a fashion commercial. Mm. <laughs> Like, if you're going to be, you know, this fringe is what you want to be doing. But if you're going to court black and the judge will respect you, <laughs> I can't make heads or tails no, out of this. I'm pretty sure it's for another film that they're making is what I got from it. But the bit in the middle is just very stereotypical of a bit of a Gene Kelly likes to fuck with people okay. and their brains. <laughs> um, and that, is, that in too. the middle there. 
um, is very reminiscent of oh, what is it called? I can't remember. But there's a there's a dance sequence. It's like three different sequences all in one that is done inspired by him, and it was very similar to that. There's an opening sequence in the Great Muppet Caper. <laughs> which actually is like a lot of this in that you can mm-hmm. yeah which is which is unusual for the muppets but it finishes with that top down shot oh, looking at the yeah. muppets, oh, which you said was a, a staple it's of, a staple of gene kelly yeah absolutely yeah. he I, it's very mgm from way back when isn't it, it yeah it's, it was gene kelly yeah, oh, yeah for okay. as much as i can tell and remember from my days at college when we studied him and his and his movement his style of movement him and bob fossey were very influential obviously fossey was that bit earlier but gene kelly kind of lynched off of leached off of bob fossey and so they kind of amalgamate into one but yeah it's very oh. cool um but a lot of it comes from him and they kind of both of them they're two different ideal sets obviously they didn't work together but no, no, no. fossey and gene kelly are both like very influential and the aerial shots started with fossey and kind of look even better as, with kelly because of the color not and knowing else. not knowing too much but that to me it's um when i see them shots to me it's very mgm studios of the time when they did those dance shows now i don't know if gene kelly was part of the mgm studios or fred astaire or all those people it, it's all of it's all of them it, they it's all got did that this it's got that together, feel yeah. to it yeah uh each studio ended up having its own specialty and if i'm not mistaken i think mgm's was the musical yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so um we then finished with, I mean, Kathy is seen as part of this thing and offered a spot in a, a proper movie by R.F. Simpson, who's just scouting. She's hired, but um, Lena is told that, uh, we're told that Lena cannot know she's on the lot. That's our little ticking time bomb for later in the movie. Of course. Um, it, um, Kathy and Don have made up. And Cosmo says, yeah, it's a relief. He's been looking for you in every cake in town. <laughs> Cosmo had some lovely one-liners in this movie. Don and Kathy then go for a walk, and they go, let's just, okay, look at the camera. Everything you know about our characters from the first stretch, we're just going to ignore that. Basically. Because we're now in love. Yep. So she confesses she buys four or five fan magazines a month and has seen him in eight or nine of his movies, not the one she said earlier. He tries to say something, but says, I can't do it without the proper setting. Thankfully, he remembers that he works for a movie company. This is I so good. This. I love how he and sets this is it your, all up. This is totally your level of whatever. So you I, guys. I love this. He brings up a backdrop, lights, mist, a fan, oh. and creates a situation. And basically and gives her. A yeah. And gives her a movie moment yes. to express genuine sentiment. Within a movie. Yes. Just, yes. It's just. She says, now that you're the proper setting, can you say it? He says, I will try. And of course he has to sing it because he can't say the words and things aren't as important unless you sing them. That is how musicals work. The most important (laughs) things are conveyed by song, which is why he sings this. But the question is, is he really singing this? And what I mean is... In the universe, is in the universe is he singing or is it just like 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 in like in musicals when characters use as expression? Not only are they making a musical, the whole thing is a musical, which would imply that no, actually in real life he would be speaking, but no, because it's a musical, it's sung. Yes, I don't think the character Don is singing to the character. Okay, there we go. Yeah, I I don't think he thinks. Yeah, he doesn't know he's in a musical. 
If no. that makes sense. No, no, yeah. but the idea is, is he... Yeah. Not that he knows he's in a musical. I'm asking if he's self-aware. I'm asking. Oh, no, as in, like, but the this is, is, like, that is musical he singing world? Yeah. to her? Because he, we don't really know yet that he can sing. No. In the script. No. That doesn't come up yet. No, so yeah, I guess not. Is, he is just talking to her. But the yeah. song is You Were Meant For Me, a very early declaration of love, and they dance. I've just got a quote from Georgia. This makes me very happy. It did. <laughs> I was over Georgia a few times, and the look on your face was just one of unbridled joy. It yeah, was so happy. I had the same. It was not judgment. It. it was just me going. It was me going. Wow, because we are very you different. Because yeah. yeah, yeah. I was looking, going. I don't get it. There's this great scene <laughs> in Friends. I promise you, I'm coming back to it. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> and um, Chandler and Monica are going for dinner, and they happen to bump into Richard and his new girlfriend. And they 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 end up agreeing, much to Chandler's chagrin, that they're going to have dinner together. And so Richard gets the wine, he gives a toast, and it's something really, really poetic. Like, in the words of Alexander Simpson, (laughs) you know, there can never be distance between friends because time is a threat that always returns us to where we began. And Monica's like, oh. (laughs) And Chandler goes, huh? (laughs) And that's how it felt. George is sitting there watching this going, Oh, it's a, oh. Forward, watching. And I, I'm going, what? I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm with George on this. That was, um, that's lovely. Um, it's just so beautiful. Is there anything you want to say for you were meant for me? Because I'm literally about to move on to the next bit. So anything, the, the, the ladder, the, the, the dancing around. Like I can look at it and go, I can appreciate that this is difficult to do. Yeah, the technicality that they use in this is beautiful. And as we were saying earlier, is the own, this ability, this kind of like, standard of being able to do these things to be able to dance and make it look as smooth and as beautiful as they all three of those main guys do is a standard that is only now really upheld in maybe three or four places being the west end broadway and the rockets in new york like they are just not the highest drama schools and the highest theater schools do still uphold to these standards but it is dwindling if a film was going to do this we would we would ruin it with with a thousand close-up shots of the feet and cuts we'd we'd ruin it with cuts we'd ruin it with close-ups we'd ruin it with by casting people that can't do it and then not having the uh, not having the technical ability and it just doesn't look as good there is an absolute majesty to what these people do and it is a dying art and that's very very sad but i think that's part of why i enjoy doing so much of what i do because it is it's nowhere near to the standard, but it's, there's such a joy in being able to technically move like this. Do you know what I saw mm. a lot in this, right? Bear with me when I say this. Jackie Chan. Oh, fucking hell. Well, <laughs> I said bear I know, with I me. know what you mean. I know, you know, what, how he I know what he means. Normal everyday objects and stuff, and he does it with martial arts. I think he took inspiration from these these dance movies. Um, well, these look, martial arts done to the highest standard of their standard as well do look like this to the to the point that the technicality the and the precision the and the choreography of it that's all how it felt. It felt like yeah. the old, you know, for me, the Jackie Chan movies. No, when I, 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 I know, what, I know exactly very, what you mean. It's very <laughs> choreographed. Ethan, you know what this reminded me of? <laughs> oh no. No, don't piss no, on his Stay with me as I say this. Don't piss on his oh, cornflakes. That was a good 
comparison. The Fast and the Furious franchise. You piss that. No, I guess that's it. I'm going back to my trailer. I guess it's something. I don't know. This reminds me of the movie Avatar by James Cameron. All that practical effects. I guess it's someone who loves professional wrestling, where you get one take at something, and it's got to be precision perfect, or the whole world knows that you done messed up. Yeah. So I can appreciate because it's one take, and you can. Well, that's when I've sat down and watched wrestling like with you, as part of a group or whatever. Like I've gone, I appreciate this because this is beautifully choreographed, and you sit and look at me and go, "What are you on about?" No, 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 no. This is what this is. It's the same sort of thing. Piss on Jackie Chan, but wrestling's fine. I was, I I wouldn't have gotten to wrestling without Jackie Chan. So there you go. I love you, dude. But still, I'll tell you what made me made me very happy because you had the song, and then I had spinning newspapers. And I love spinning newspapers. (laughs) Yeah, it is basically, isn't it? Which is Hollywood learns to talk big money for diction coaches. And then we see both stars trying to get diction coaching, starting with... Elocution lessons. Yes, elocution lessons, starting with uh, Lena. And I really like the female um, vocal coach. I thought she was great. She reminded me of a mutual friend that we have. (sighs) Does she? Yeah. Oh, cool. Alex, I'll I'll tell more off mic, obviously. There we go. Yeah. But I liked her, how she um, trying to ask her to say some lines, and then she just says them the same. Which is odd because said friend actually is a uh, <coughs> vocal vocal coach and vocal therapist. So there you go. Oh really? Yeah. Oh cool. Mm. Um. So then we get another song. Moses supposes. I love this. And oh, I've got this my, is oh, so good. good. I've got my notes. Anything Donald O'Connor is now a win for me. Talk. Yeah. Uh, talk about tongue twisters. Yep. Uh, the lengths of these takes is impressive. At one point, oh. I was watching, and we hadn't commented on the takes yet. No. And I saw this one, and I said to Jersey, at one point, I went, that's all been one take. Yep. And then I started pointing out the takes when I saw them, but it did, didn't, I didn't have to do it very often because yeah. there wasn't a whole lot of them. And it, 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 it's really impressive. Um, and so it was, a, it was a cute little song. Unlike the other one, which I felt was padding. Or what the bleep is going on? This is the this is the montage one where yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. and I'm just going on get it. That uh, one is just your is your excuse to have Kathy in the same room and to be able to get her on the set for the rest of the time. Is what that is. It's sure. not it's not the best explained, but that's what that is. Uh, so back on the set, Lena can't aim into the microphone. This was a fun scene. <laughs> this is so funny because it's exactly what happens if I sit in Liam's chair and use Liam's microphone because I cannot talk into that. See, no, because you're, you're, you're turning your face. I'm turning my talk. face, and I. I hate it. I can't use that microphone. I think we're about ready to pick up the the, the next microphone. Oh, I think that's going to happen. Yeah. Can I can I continue to have a stand? Is that okay? Well, that basically, I think we'll keep you on the one you're currently on. We'll just get rid oh, of this one. Oh, I don't one. get upgraded. Well, no, because well, we'll um, then then the next one will be yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? This is, oh, what you're upgrading Liam first? Yes. Yeah, it goes uh, around the table. Understand? Yeah, because you don't want that one. I don't want that one. Yeah, no. so that makes sense. No, I, I don't, didn't know if you could put it on a stand or not. Uh, not really. Cool, that's fine then. No, they all stay good. That'd be that'd be a shame because that was the original. That was it my was. original number uh, one, Mike. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be kind of weird. That'll be like a little bit you of it's like, it's like the last piece of original kit we've still got. We should probably put oh. this in our, uh, our little museum cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. We'll send it to someone. Yeah. We'll do an auction for auction. charity. We'll an auction. <laughs> charity. Charity can be like bought, paying the next year's hosting fees. Jeez. We'll do an auction for our Patreon funds. There we are. Um, and who want an old mic? By the way, that's patreon.com slash BFE. We kept it simple for you. Yeah. So if you want to uh, support the really pod for as little as three pounds, shit. well, as first we've all been here. I know. We need to send this shit out. Okay. So we need some. That's um, some good stuff. It's not shit. It's not shit. It is good stuff. Yeah, it is but we need stuff. to send it out. We've got some. We've got some merch for the patrons. Yeah. We so have. We that's right, folks. You heard it here. There first. we are. Maybe print a couple of. 
of uh, pictures from Thingy as well and get them in the same envelope. Sure. I'm going to deputise you to do that. Cool. Cool. All right. Um, well, so- shows we've been in. Yeah, yeah, and then we'll. Good one, send him a knob. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then we'll just yeah. we'll just fire him off. Okay. Um, we should get some stuff done from Twelfth Night with the four of us for it at yeah. some point. Yeah, we should do maybe, that. Maybe maybe at Christmas we can do a. We, I've got an idea for what the Christmas giveaway is going to be. Oh, t- my, my I'm put that inside of it. My fairy outfit is good for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, <here> you go. <laughs> I don't think people want to see that. <laughs> um, so the problem is that Lena can't aim into the microphone, and we keep get, get, keep getting it from the sound room's perspective. Um, they move the mic from the bush to the bosom, oh, that's brilliant. which picks keep... up her heartbeat, and that's kind of funny. Yeah, I like how the guy keeps going back in and out. Yep. Do you think this microphone would pick up my heartbeat? No. Oh, that's not no fun. Then they move it to the shoulder. Have you got one? No. And Don's <laughs> determined he doesn't like the dialogue, and he just wants to go, I can't memorize this. Does somebody do my whole I love you, I love you, I love you shtick? <laughs> and for some reason, the director's like, yeah, do what you want. It's because he's already wound up. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He's lazy. Yeah. Yeah. Which I guess is good. He can't be perfect at everything, but I'm just no, like, no, yeah. No. You know what the microphone is picking up, though? Your Jake buttons in your mouth. Yeah, is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, guys. I've got a, I'm, I'm taking a throat lozenge to try and help my voice here. Um, RF then comes in, and he uh, comes for sure, and he grabs the wire. He goes, what's this wire doing on the floor? And the, and the guy's clearly going, don't pick it up. Don't pick it up. He goes, this is a safety hazard. And he grabs it, and he yanks it, and sends Lena flying. Well, it's funny again. Yeah, it's very slapstick, isn't it? Yep. Uh, and it was the they were ending the scene with it, so that was fine. It was a good exit point. And then we go to the preview of the dueling cavalier, <laughs> and it's picked up uh, all the sound from. Stop reacting to the fantasy football. I don't look. <laughs> <laughs> it picks up all the sound from the pearls that that Lena had, and there's some great ambient sound because every time previously. Um, What's his name? Don has thrown the staff. Yeah. And for some reason, that's got to be mic'd up. <laughs> but <laughs> nothing else is. Stage mic or around the stage mics, maybe. Maybe. Um, we can't hear anything because um, Lena misses her, sh- her shoulder. And then Don's poor. He's like muffled compared to everything else. And then mm-hmm. when he does the I love you, I love you, I love you, everyone's it laughing at him. louder because it goes up the arm. Yep. yep. I mean, the sink goes out, and the audience is savage. One of them says, this is the worst picture ever made. And so they do what we've all done at some point. We go to the local pub, or we go to a social <laughs> club, or you go around someone's house, and you complain about the show you're in. <laughs> and you go, how can we fix? This is not good. How can we fix? I've been in this conversation at least a dozen times. Yep. <laughs> how can we fix this? Yeah. Uh, and they're trying to figure out what's going to go on, and they go into a kitchen that I've got in my notes in real time. Well, that kitchen's definitely big enough to dance in. Oh. <laughs> and uh, they decide, let's make a musical out of a dueling cavalier. And I have in my notes, I don't think Dong Lockwood has the unilateral power to do this. No, but between them, I think they have the persuasion for it. Yeah, persuade. Does anyone have... I, I know the question's answered so. of who... They have, they have the confidence to write a lot of songs. Yeah. Yeah, I guess we're told that um, what's his name Cosmo can 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 do this. Well, he keeps saying that uh, how, uh, later on, doesn't he? When he says, "Oh, I'll write that symphony now" or something. He yeah. Well, isn't this exactly why singing in the maid is rain made though? Because MGM had a load of songs that weren't being used. I 
I look forward to Reverend Bruce telling me if that's the case. We'll I don't know. Out. That's yeah. amazing. And I purposely didn't do any any research. No, I have done very, very little, but I'm sure I just read that. Like, when See, I I've got a Yahoo research. Fantasy update. I'm not looking at it. You should. No, I'm not. You should. Nope. Go on, look at it. Not looking <laughs> at it. You know you, you want to. No, because no, it, doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't show until I put up to, I put up to, up to my face. Go on, you know you want to. Have a little look, see? Have a little look. Okay, there we go. Um, so, um, let me get the song. Which I don't know if you knew this was in the film, Liam, but but I sure as heck didn't. Good morning, good morning. Good morning. Good now look, morning. he's on his phone now because you were just telling me to go online. Look at what you've I done. Am not look at you are responsible for this. You have made this. You have made. He's just like he is a great. You have made this an acceptable behavior. I did just have to look. Because you know what? People who listen to the podcast are actually in, involved and engaged with the Fantasy League. They're not involved or engaged with whatever the fuck Liam was doing on yeah. this phone. I'm sure they're all engaged with what I'm doing. <laughs> all right. So. Um, now, good morning, good morning. It's a long song. And from the kitchen, they then go through and they dance through into the living room. And they go into another room. And they are these raincoats. And they're, That's all one take. Phenomenal. No, yeah. I didn't pick that up. George is the one who yeah. told me that was yeah. one take yeah, when the first yeah, yeah. cut happened. She went, but that was a cut. cut. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, first off, that's my game. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Secondly, though, I was like, wow. Because you you, we're so used to just constant cuts that we don't think about now when a long take happens. And no one's lazy in that. No one, no one sort of, um, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at Cosmo. Think about it. Like, but everybody, yeah. but you think you think of everybody. They're all keeping up with each think other. Think about thousands of choreographed movements. That if one of them's out of sync, yeah, 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 yeah start yeah. it back up. Yep, yep. Jeez, it's so it's so beautiful. Um. So then we they talk. Happy. They get done and they're collapsed on the couch. And they do the they do the sofa walkover oh. as well. They go over one and then they flip the next one, which is really difficult to do. And I was saying when we were watching it, Brilliant. if you actually want to do that, you have to wait. The back, you have to put like weighted casters in the back of the sofa because if not, it doesn't. They don't tip properly. There we go. There you go. Um, there's a practical effect moment with Georgia. Um, <laughs> and have a new segment. <laughs> they suddenly realize about Lena, and they go, "She can't act. She can't sing. She can't dance. She's a triple, triple threat." threat. <laughs> <laughs> I like which does surround her. Which it's usually got obviously a, double meaning because yeah, yeah, usually yeah, yeah, a triple yeah. threat is when you can do all three of those things. Uh-huh. But also, in this case, she's a threat to the production. Sure. Threat, not a threat. This yeah, I got you. Play on words. <laughs> then they have and the that's idea. Where the funny is. <laughs> oh, thank you for explaining the humor. To me. You're welcome. <laughs> this has made the joke do. so much better now. Then they have the idea of Kathy dubbing Lena's vocals, and Don drops her off, and he's Cosmo clearly doesn't that look really good though when Cosmo does the, he's just oh, yeah? in his mouth. Oh, it's perfect. Talking. It's so good. Uh, Don drops her off, and from where he's standing, it says the sun is shining all over the place. And we hit the song Singing in the Rain, which I don't think makes a lick of sense in this film. It doesn't. But, 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 if this is anything short of movie magic, I don't oh, know what it is. Brilliant. And I've gotten my notes here, Georgia. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure anything else really plays in the new love feeling like this performance. And I mean in the history of, like, mm-hmm. cinema. I love that, this. And that is why it is in there. Right. I mean, storyline-wise, I'm like, I'm singing, okay, great. It's, it's this- raining. It's been raining <laughs> okay, it's, that, it's, whole, it's, that whole two scenes. Yeah, I know. You can hear the rain going on. I know, I know, yeah. I know. 
That's why. But still, the idea about you're in love and not even the rain pouring on you is going to yeah. put a damper yeah. on you. Literally. Nice. Yes. Um, it's that perfect, like, uh, doe-eyed, sort of drooping yeah. around kind of thing as well. It's a childlike he's, behavior, Yeah, it? He's perfectly in fluid in his, mo- in his movements as well. When love is new, everything is... Your whole countenance is lifted. So, yeah, so it totally makes sense. Now, I don't know why a cop stops him. That's just to add into the scene, I think. And then he gives the umbrella to that guy, doesn't it? Yeah. He is wanted what? to move on. He's causing a nuisance. Because, again, remember, lampposts. this is a, this is a musical number within the musical setting that is the film and not the film that they're making which means that actually in real life he's just screaming and shouting and splashing around in puddles that's a bit bad okay, that's a bit that's a bit of a, which is why a, he's probably told to move hang along on, hang on. oh it's a bit of a reach <laughs> no it's not <laughs> you know right, isn't that really nice though how why he's... am i not allowed to be right on this <laughs> hang on, you're allowed to say your opinion. I'm also allowed to disagree with it. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, hang on, no. right. me, me saying I don't think you're right is not me impugning on your freedoms. It's just me having the freedom to go, I don't think I agree with you. I think I am right. That's fine. You can double down on that. Isn't that beautiful, though, how um, when he's dancing around on the street with all that water that's kicking up, how yep. balletic that really looks? Good word. Do you know what I mean? And they've uh, obviously mic'd the like the floor and the soundstage as well because you can hear his feet and the water moving yeah, at the same time. Actually, if I may, all of the all of his footsteps in the whole movie had to be dubbed. Oh, did they dub them in? Again? And oh. he dubs them in. Of course, oh. he does. Oh. And he hated it. He absolutely hated it. <laughs> wow! Because there were rumors that it was just like stage assistants who would like like. <laughs> We're like uh, with like buckets Just on their happened. feet or something like that. We're like, oh, like okay. and it's like no. Um, his 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 widow said now he did every bit of it and he hated it because the mic had to be so close to his feet to pick it up. Yeah, that he said he almost like he was almost always like doing his ankle in uh, because it limits your ability of how far you can move your feet to get it to sink properly. Yeah, because Holy going sound is a going, going back to the idea about you know the mic and placement and things throwing like there's no way in that giant 50s, scene. Yeah. In that giant scene where they dance through the three rooms, left uh, to right yeah, or right true. to left, yeah, you true. can't mic all that stuff. No There's way. no way. Yeah, 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 I hadn't thought about that. So yeah, so it all, I would never would have thought of it either. I, I just assumed it was actual, but then when you yeah. think about it, you go, no, there's no way they could do it. So yeah, all that had to be dubbed in post. So regardless of what we think of Gene Kelly, mm-hmm. the fact that his dedication, oh his, pre- his, his, oh that was what made, oh his drive a second to no, oh yeah, because he demanded perfection. Oh, yeah. okay. He wasn't that sympathetic about people who struggled to get there. Oh, okay. That was so. Yeah. There is a story, and I don't know who the I didn't write it down, but there was a story about how uh, Debbie Reynolds was um, left to tears because he challenged her about it, oh, and she oh, was in oh. such pain. And I don't know if it was it wasn't Gene Kelly. It might have been um, Don O'Connor or whatever his name was. Yeah, or it might be someone else. But they basically went, "If you're not hurting, you're not really dancing." Uh, and that was the thing. It was like, look, I know it's it's not comfortable, but this is this is this life. If you want to do this at this level, so interesting. Because I heard heard that, and you know what I went back to, Georgia? Because mm-hmm. you're nodding, going, "Hmm." Mm-hmm. I went back to Whiplash. Uh, oh, oh now she's nodding. Uh, <laughs> she's, it's a different format. Yeah. But do you do do you, do you get what we're See, talking about? The pursuit the, the pursuit of that level of excellence. See, my issue with Whiplash was never him hurting himself for his excellence. My issue was other people hurting him. Right, but this excellence. is Gene Kelly hurting. With words, not with actual symbols. He, he might have thrown a tap shoe at her head. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that would hurt. But yeah, this That's is like, what, what is the cost of excellence? Shout out to Hermes. Um, and, and that conversation again. I think yeah, we see yeah. this again. Like you, you, you know, There's one spot in Hollywood. The, op, it's the spot opposite Gene Kelly. 
Yeah. One person gets to do that yep. in this film. So if it's you, what do you do to make sure you can keep up? Because yeah, there's, there's, yeah, yeah. there's, there's a hundred other up. women who, who want that spot. I felt she kept up very well in here. She's very good. Very, very she's, good. She's, and this is her, am I not, am I right in thinking this is one of her first major movies? Ah, uh, yes. So, oh. you know, she did, you know, the intimidation is there, isn't it? She has is almost as technically excellent as the two guys are and she's doing it in heels as well which is that much more difficult when you're tapping especially in that one where they move through the house it's it's not like when it's um oh what was it it was fred astaire and ginger rogers, ginger rogers. Ginger rogers and the joke was that she did it backwards in the yeah, high heels. she's yeah, not yeah. doing a lot of backwards stuff no, but no, she's no. doing heels yeah, she's yeah. doing it in heels and tapping in heels is notoriously a lot harder because you use your heels a lot in tap mm-hmm. unlike other dance forms where you mostly stay on the balls of your feet in tap you, certain moves require you to have all of your weight on one or two heels mm-hmm. whereas so if you're doing that in heels that are any bigger than two inches which is a standard tap or two and a half it's so much more difficult and obviously hers are slightly taller than that and it just makes it makes it much more difficult so um he gives an umbrella to a stranger and he walks away with do, 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 do. liam imagine if you was that guy that gets given the umbrella and your life is like using the movies. Yeah, 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 I was in Singing in the Rain. Who are you? I was the guy who took the, oh, umbrella. the umbrella. The one scene that everyone's seen and had been memed yeah. to death and he was that guy. No, and when the sun shines, they shine together. <laughs> <laughs> On this scene though, the um just the, the and the ability to like do retakes and stuff was you can't once you've got the beginning set you can't go back to it because once he's wet the amount of time it would have taken to dry him off and putting in a new costume and go again is massive but also once the floor is that wet yep there's yeah. risk involved in that as well so it's very cool that also, must have been cold can we can we do that pause for the park segment now can i have that? oh my word i don't even i don't have the uh, have sound file that, for that, that is that's a long that a deep time. cut i don't know if i have it but if it's i do i'll play it show as well oh, hang on shit wow. <laughs> yay go ahead Georgia. that made me so happy so um the umbrella or a and a street lamp used to be in the backlot studios of disneyland paris uh, next to a facade of one of the shops. It's the first shop that you see. It's the like the red shop. The original when, umbrella. And- not the original umbrella, uh, no, but a okay. facade of the umbrella and the thing. And you, you, when it was first installed, if you went and stood underneath the umbrella, it started raining. Oh, that's cool. It's so cool. There's videos of it like going on and the path around it always looked wet. And now if you went in like slow season yeah, yeah. and the path around it was wet, but it had been dry, you kind of go, what's going on? So obviously people went and walked and, and it would just rain from above. Oh, I love And that. it was, yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's not there anymore. They took it out and they expanded one of the different, oh. um, when they expanded the studios, but so cool. And I remember it being there when I went, when I was a child because I remember the floor being wet and being really confused by it. <laughs> uh, but it's not, it's not there anymore. It wasn't there when uh, me and Ethan and a couple of friends went. This oh, has been it. your pause for the parks. Yay! <laughs> That's a deep cut for a podcast. We don't well, even do anymore. That was, <laughs> yeah. when was the last time you done a take talking the Mickey? Like, yeah. like, like, like just as a talk in the Mickey. Yeah. 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 Oh, well over a year ago. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> Dwayne Smith always reminds me, we've promised Jungle Books the next pick. It was mine. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever I'm going to check. Whatever yes. we do yes. it, we'll just probably release it on this and do it on both. Yeah, it just yeah, seems yeah. to be what's That's going funny. on. I'm, I'm going to check the last time we did something that wasn't like You know what? It's still charts like all the time. That's crazy, isn't it? We're still like, I if I look it up right now. It's that niche market, though. It, it is really, really yet. niche. Uh, if I look it up right now, we are charting in, uh, let me see if I can find, oh, do I have it here? Do I have it here? Oh, come on, tell me, I've got it. Oh, if I go chart. I bet he's looking at that fantasy notification. <laughs> yeah. I'm not looking at fantasy. <laughs> Chartable. See, look, this is why you're allowed on your phone, Liam, if it is in regards to the podcast and has some entertainment value. <laughs> the last time we did a, to- like, a talking the Mickey. Okay, jo- okay, okay. Ethan, go ahead. The last time we did a talking the Mickey that was primarily just for talking the Mickey was the 14th of May, 2021, for episode 70, uh, doing Captain America, the first Avenger. There we are. Um, oh, wow. We are still charting. It's, it's, it's less than usual, this one here right now, but we are charting in South Korea, Japan, Turkey, and Hong Kong. Wow. Oh, no, we never conti- we never uploaded the rest of the Kenobi episode. I'll do it. It'll, it'll get there. <laughs> ah, nice. Oh, no, poor Japan. We'll, we'll, they'll never know what we thought. We'll get, the, we'll get, this, we'll get this giant intake and listen. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there we go. Uh, let's deal with a couple of legends from Singing in the Rain, the song. Okay, yeah. The first one is, was it really milk they used? The answer to this is no. Okay. It's one of the great urban legends. Um, shooting the title number was just terrible for the cinematographer, Hal Rosen. He had to backlight all the rain, and then he forgot to put front light on the performer. This is from um, Gene Kelly's widow, this, this account. Oh, okay. That was a st- sorry, so sorry. No, this isn't. This is from Gene Kelly to the American to, to American film in 1979. Oh, yes, that yes. was a tougher job as ever seen because you can't photograph in the rain and see it. And then Stanley Donan, the other director, says when you're shooting rain, it has to be backlit or you may or may not see it very well. There have been a lot of stories about how he put milk in the water so you could see the rain. It's not true. You have to have a light behind the rain so the raindrops show. If you have a light in front of the rain with no light behind it, the rain disappears, and that's what gives it a slightly white visual and. That's yeah. what led people to think behind. it's milk. Ah. So I didn't know, but you had to backlight rain in order to get it to be seen. So that's something I've added to my little uh, whatever. Another. Sorry, go ahead. This makes sense because I know I'm now thinking exclusively about the performance that Tom Holland gives to Umbrella. But it's all the lighting for that is from is the backlit. Back. Yeah. Yeah. And another one it's was was yeah. was Gene Kelly really sick when he shot this? Because yes. that was the the, that's the the legend. The legend. Yeah. This one is true. Uh, as told by his widow, um, Patricia Ward Kelly, Jean had a temperature of about 103 Fahrenheit, 39.5 Celsius. Wow. She says, you have to remember, he's directing, choreographing, and starring in the picture. And so it's hard to have any downtime for someone of that magnitude. Occasionally, people will get sick, but you could often shoot around them or do other segments and things. But with Jean, he's it. He took a couple days off, but came in to shoot the number. As director, choreographer, and star, he couldn't get much of a rest. It was all draped in black tarpaulin, so he would come just outside of the tarpaulin into the daylight and just lie in the sunlight and just kind of bake the fever out of him and go back in and start all over again. They shot the number in a day and a half. Wow. Yeah. So if you're ill, you Credit don't want to be in the water either, him, So I'm not saying it's, it's right what he's done to any of his co-stars, no, 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 but clearly he holds himself to the same, same standard as everybody yeah, yeah, else. Yeah, dedication. Because he's literally feeling terrible. I'm going to lay in the sun. I'm going to bake this virus out of me sweat it out sweat it out and then go back in for the one take i can or however long i can i can manage it again yeah yeah, yeah. and you'd never know that watching it 
No, you wouldn't know it for a moment. The, you know? That's right. It's magic. The joy is effusive. Yeah, yeah, um, So then we go back to R.F. Simpson's office, and they talk about how to save the dueling cavalier, which turns into the dancing cavalier. And it's going to be, did you guys pick up how they're going to save this? Yeah. Okay, can you explain what they're doing now? Because it's pretty, it's, at this point, it's a traditional swashbuckling kind of film is what they've got yes, set up so they oh, yes. change it so that they can have modern for the time um numbers and broadway songs and stuff in it so basically the and story dances. Be- and dances the story become yeah because if you don't have it set it in modern times you can't put the charleston in it which of course to us is an old dance but yeah, the charleston yeah, yeah. was invented in the 20s um someone should told that to heath ledger when he did we will rock you <laughs> Oh, Night's Tale, sorry. Night's Tale. Oh, right. Which had, which had like all the Queen songs yeah, and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Ha-ha. Brilliant. Um, so basically the story has changed so that it is now like a, a young male like ingenue who's coming from wherever into New York and wants to get a job and eventually gets a job. But whilst he is working backstage, or he's working, he's sitting backstage and he is reading A Tale of Two Cities, which is what he says that he's reading like between scenes and he gets hit on the head with a sandbag um and passes out and during his passed out moments dreams that he is in the all the swashbuckling all stuff the swashbuckling is his think, think revolution yeah, yeah. hallucination like it feels a bit hackneyed well, now but this is now this is yeah but it's also why the last scene that we see them doing of the like um ma- almost marie antoinette type thing is him being like he's he's, passed he's out. dying yeah 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 so. um there we go so we then get the song would you and would you is sung by debbie reynolds and this is where we sort of see her singing it and then we see lita selling it. <laughs> yeah. but what is debbie reynolds not debbie reynolds uh i think what's interesting this is more from the widow patricia ward kelly what's interesting in this movie is that people don't realize it's a story within a story within a story the plot of the film hinges on the idea that as talkies replace silent films debbie reynolds character kathy selden steps in to provide the singing and speaking voice of shrill movie star lena lamont but debbie reynolds when she's dubbing for the actress who's uh, playing lena gene hagan it's actually another woman called betty noyes singing because debbie reynolds couldn't sing that well Wow! so actually it's a woman dubbing for debbie Someone. reynolds to dub lena lamont <laughs> that's brilliant i yeah. did think that didn't sound like her her, the speaking that, voice and the singing voice are very different. Well, it, not very different, not but very different enough that I went. Is, yeah, it is a little I bit different. It. Yep, I can, I can. Yeah. So we get told there's one more song to go, and it's the song Broadway Melody. I'm, I'm just going to do a couple of points and then pitch to Georgia because I didn't <laughs> get this at all. There's a, it, it's it's a young kind of you know hayseed coming to New York, the big city, in order to become, and it almost mirrors some of the, like make him laugh, make him laugh, mm-hmm. like their own sort of journey, until the money man comes along. Oh, because there's this dancer who he meets, and the dancer is not anybody else; she's the dancer. Yep. And um, this guy with money comes along, and the girl leaves him behind because he's not rich and successful yet. So we have a triple run where the same melody plays, but the venues get more and more successful, and the girls get more and more sort of sophisticated, as does he. There's a burlesque, a cabaret, and then uh, Follies. Follies, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And now he's rich, and the same dancer, played by Sid Charisse, turns back up. And then there's a, there's a freeze frame when they see each other. Everybody else in this like really like expensive club like freezes and they have this moment where they have this uh, dance 
with like a scarf and and this was some part of this was actually cut in some countries because of how sensual it was and they got that it was sex this is all a metaphor for sex yeah, yeah, yeah. and so they cut it because this is still Hayes code time and yada yeah, yada yeah, yada yeah, right yeah. so uh but it's still not enough though and she flips him a coin and then goes back to the gangster from before who's got his coin he still realizes though as he leaves gotta dance right and it's like a younger version of himself comes by and is doing gotta dance and he kind of looks at him remembers who he is and does this big kind of group number now that's what i got out of this <laughs> like i took like that was like a, a nine minute segment of this film <laughs> which i don't get for a moment so that's what happened in it george explain to me why this is any good uh okay so one of my favorite things well, whilst he looks on his phone and won't be listening because he can't multitask. I'm messaging <laughs> Reverend Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> one of my if favorite. If people could just watch this, it'd be brilliant. One of my favorite parts about this is that we are set up right at the big start of it. It is actually Gene Kelly's character just explaining what he wants to happen. It isn't actually footage from the film that they're making, which makes it even better. Um, but basically, is this one of these? fucking with your head moments yeah a little bit oh okay um it did. <laughs> so the character that he's playing is yeah he's literally just off the bus he wants to go and get a dance because his one passion in life is dancing he wants to get a job doing dancing so he knocks on the different agents doors and he doesn't get a job but he gets more and more desperate for it and then he gets his job but his first job is working in a burlesque which is notoriously sleazy and doesn't pay well and all these different things and then he works up his way through the different things but, because, his way up. but the those three different bits when the three different venues are all done to the same piece of music and the same lyrics and the same group of girls and the same guy just in different formats guys yeah. um it's all done in different kind of all those just like the different genres it's really beautiful i really like the different ways that they do that um and then he once he's rich and famous he's obviously at this bit where he gets rich and famous because he just wants to dance and he's very, very good at it. And then he starts to lose his way. He gets distracted by the jazz and liquor side of the jazz and like dance stuff and gets distracted by this woman. And this woman is obviously working for these men and is trying to entice him in, but it doesn't work. Well, it kind of works, but then she gets distracted back again by the money. And so he gets his big break and all these things. And now he's got the money but he's lost his passion for it so there isn't as much energy in it and all these different things and then you almost did a leaner there <laughs> yeah i did i'm moving away from my microphone sorry <laughs> um, but yeah and then he sees this girl again and they have this moment and it's not worth it which is why it doesn't work which is why he doesn't get his money he doesn't get the girl he doesn't want the girl and he's reminded by a younger version of himself who would come and just take his job if he loses his passion for it, that he's Go back to your roots. got to dance. And then they do a know. lovely end number, and then it cuts to him saying, or something like that. Like, it's just so wonderfully done, because it is just, it is just a sequence where he would be saying, much like you did to Simpson, what he wanted to happen. Yeah. But we get to see it as... As he as the nine minute montage, yeah. which is, is, yeah, yeah, I yeah. love it. I think it's brilliant. RF says he can't quite visualize it. I'll have to see it on film first. Which is so funny because <laughs> you just seen it. That's a good joke. It's so funny. Yeah, yeah. We go to another recording session, and this is when um, they get caught. But Debbie Reynolds is saying, um, "Kathy, but 
Baby Debbie Reynolds. Um, she's dubbing Gene Hagen's speaking voice when she says, until the stars turn cold. Which is funny, because when we watch the film later, it's him that has that line. That's true. Mm-hmm. What's even funnier is that the dubbed voice isn't Debbie Reynolds. Wow. The dubbed voice is Gene Hagen's real speaking voice. Ah. So she's dubbing for the actress who's dubbing for her. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. That is cool. Um, Don then says that he's in love with Kathy once they're done. That's a wrap. Enter Zelda, who has said all kinds of things to <laughs> Lena. This would have been great if we'd established Zelda as a character yeah, at any point in the movie to this point. Sounds up out of nowhere. <laughs> this is just, it's happened. I've given it an organic way. No. <laughs> this girl told me. Movie's got a movie. Yeah. This <laughs> was this is exposition over here. This was lazy. That was very. Oh, like, why couldn't she have been, why couldn't she have been a girl who was interested in Dawn? Yeah, and Don's, you know, you know, they have a little thing. He's like, "No, I'm, I'm, I'm good, thanks." That's where I get. And then she's angry and gets back at him. Forty seconds. There we go. Done though. Done. Forty seconds straight. Because this movie didn't. Oh come on! I mean, it's (laughs) what came first. Uh, forty seconds straight. Did it? The musical. Sure. I'm sure it did. I'll Uh, check. But I don't know forty seconds straight. But I just wrote something better than this. So, (laughs) you know, it's how I do it. Um. So, yeah, I've read my notes. This would have been better if Zelda had meant anything to this point before yeah, in the film. Oh, no, I'm a liar. Hang on. There's a mistake. Think I'm an absolute liar. Wow, how much of a liar? Uh, about 30 years of a liar. Wow. Ooh. It's because it's set earlier. That's it's not why. just one lie, it's 30 years of lie. <laughs> no, it's not. It's just one lie. Oh, that's worse than breaking a mirror, that. Yeah. <laughs> So it's like 4.2 mirrors of bad luck. Yeah, and it's not even set later. It's set in the 30s. I'm just, I'm wow. just a complete liar. So there we go. So my, my version works. You took a swing and you was off works. There we go. Yeah, I was completely off. So R.F. Simpson, uh, go back to his office, and Lena has done interviews of everyone saying how great of a singer she is. She goes, I got control over my own publicity. Now, I hear that. I don't think this girl actually does the singing is your publicity. That's no, just that's a just fact. fact. Yes. And yeah. her putting on her parts here, they'll just go, okay, no longer in a movie. Like this really struggled in the idea of like, she, like that she had them. I don't think yeah, she did, she but the movie needs her to have them, yeah, but, but I'm not sure that it was enough of a thing. No, it wasn't. No. But you know, you know why I don't think it's enough How of a thing. Wishy-washy. I think because the guy playing the studio, RF Simpson. Yeah. He, doesn't do a good enough job on screen when he shares the screen with Gene Kelly and John O'Connor. Yep. Th- reacting at all, he completely fades into the background. And at this point, it's his job to be selling that yeah, okay. that she's got him, and yep. he doesn't because he's just falls back to the wayside <laughs> against the rest of them. It's not that committed to it as we find out, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> He does have a joke one. We just name it, you know, Lamont Studio. She's like, don't push me. <laughs> That's a good impression. It's like if Miss Piggy was in human form. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, Lena says she wants Kath to do her voice in all her future pieces. So at some point she knows that she's not very good. Exactly. Now here's my question. Okay. Why does she forget this? Oh, uh, yeah, true ego i guess and the uh, and the draw of a live applauding audience 
Do you ever see the episode of Friends that plays into this? <laughs> no. Um, there's this pop star who 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 doesn't look very pretty. So what they do is they buy like um, so Phoebe gets asked to do sm- Smelly Cat. Oh yes, yes. And yes, then she yes. goes, "Oh, this other poor girl, she just wasn't very pretty." And so she doesn't get the other side, which is you're not a very good singer. But then when when it first comes out, it's like this, like really like Smelly Cat, Smelly. She's like, "Oh, I sound good." Yeah, She's like, yeah, "You yeah. know how you always sound different in your own head? Like this is what you guys hear." <laughs> it's Chrissy Hind, isn't it? Um, With a- no, Chrissy Hind has a different thing. Are you sure? Because Chrissy Hine gets brought in, because we, we 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 never meet the other singer. Because then there would have to be Chrissy Hine admitting uh, she's ugly on TV. Uh, Chrissy yeah, Hine's yeah, the yeah, one see, who gets yeah, asked yeah, to do yeah, the open yeah, mic yeah. night. Yes, yes, that's right. And someone requests Smelly Cat, and they do a yeah, duet that's of it together. That's it, that's it, that's it. Yeah. yeah. She goes, don't feel bad. It's a hard song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's great, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're really getting just how smelly this cat really is. <laughs> I tell you what, the character of Phoebe in Friends is my, probably one of my favourites. But every time she sings "Smelly Cat," I cringe so hard that it makes me turn on the character. Really? Yeah. It's one of those things where I just go, "Nope, can't do it. Nope." She's just the character. See, I- without Phoebe, you don't get like Gina on like Brooklyn Nine Nine. No, any I know. I, I love the character, but yeah. it's, it's literally just every right. time she sings that that I go, "Oh." What about what about all her other songs? Not as bad because okay. you only hear them like the once or twice. Okay. Whereas this, because it's so repeated, and I'm just like, Ugh. smelly cat, smelly cat. I will cat. turn on you. What <laughs> are they feeding you? And you. <laughs> Jeez. Um, and you, and you, and, and you, you, and all of you. <laughs> and that's because none of us got enough love in our childhood. And that's so. showbiz, kids. Um, nah. <laughs> so we go to the premiere. It's a big hit. Uh, Lena boasts that Kathy will be her voice for a long time, and this is the same thing as the, it's the same location. It's it's Meng's is it Meng's Chi- Meng's Meng's Chinese Theater. Yeah, but that's not in that, is it? But it is the facade of it. They, 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 they call it the Chinese Theater in Hollywood. They don't put natural name on yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, so yeah, they, that is that. They go did in. Did you notice how even at the beginning and at the end how that's just a made up street? Why didn't they use the actual street? I don't know. Or we couldn't close the roads and stuff. Um, Seems odd. So. Um, Lena boasts that she had the voice and the own for a speech and Lena's determined she's going to do a speech. Now, at what point do you go, the voice that they've heard ain't mine. Yeah. And I've just come off saying, Kathy will do my voice for yeah. the rest of my career. Hang on. I want to speak to my adoring public. Yeah. Like she kept saying, do you think I'm stupid? And but yet she had proven yeah, that she stupid. wasn't stupid. Well, that's, she that's she didn't know how to joke. say a couple of words, yeah. but she wasn't stupid. So doing this makes no sense. No, that's true. If you show me consistently throughout the film that she is stupid, then I got no issue with this. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think the microphone scene does a bit of that. Like, she's clearly not very clever there. <sighs> this is like a whole... N- like, getting ahead of the publicity was really clever. Yeah. You know what I mean? So for that woman to then do this yeah, makes no is, sense. she is two different characters, isn't she? Um, and so she goes on out. Um, oh, so... The, and so they want her to sing... And she comes and goes, what do I do? What do I do? And they come up with the idea, well, Kathy will dub you live. And they go, great. And so they convince Kathy. Kathy goes, fine, but I never want to see you again, Dawn. And she goes on out. And they go, what song should we sing? And for some reason, Kathy goes, singing in the rain. You know, the song she didn't sing in the movie? Yeah. <laughs> like, it makes... Like, wouldn't you do one of the songs that you knew? She just happens to know singing in the rain, note for note. Yeah. Because as soon as he'd finished doing it in the street, he went home and went, write this down. 
to the two of them in the house. Oh, that's true too. It's not even in the, the movie. And they've put it no. in the musical. Oh my word! So maybe in the musical version that we that they he got was, to see that we don't. Maybe one of them. Maybe she sang it instead. Yeah. He's writing, he's like, as he's having that moment in real life, he's like thinking. Well, it's got to be because the band knows it. I, yeah. I'm totally confused because it's the name of the next movie as well. Yep. <laughs> this makes no sense. Yep. <laughs> and I've gone cross-eyed. There we are. <laughs> um, they pull the curtain and the three of the guys like run around and like giddily like pull the curtain together and expose her. Oh, I thought that was quite cool. Don Altser is the real voice of the film. Um, she goes to run away crying, but Don says, that's the real voice. And they do, you are my lucky star, a song that I felt was really quite bland as an ending number. Compared yeah. to the rest of the songs yeah. in this, it really is, yeah. But then they changed the billboard, and I didn't realize it was a different, it was called Singing in the Rain. Yeah. Okay, so it's a different movie. Because I went fairly, I was looking, it's not really fair to call her the female lead in this film, because she wasn't, but it's a different film, so that's fair enough. They kiss, and that's the end of the movie so i'm just gonna fire this off to reverend bruce and then he should be able to join us here so there we are there so uh just some general um i mean the end of the film does it work i like it i guess it works in the classical they get together and yay the world is it's very pantoey in the way that it ends yeah hollywood was very pantoey i'm I'm not i'm I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it's very panto yes. Oh, no, it isn't. Oh, yeah, she was. <laughs> yes, so. she was. That's not the answer. Uh, Ethan's trying to talk, and he doesn't realize that he's muted himself. How no, many ta- Ethan. Ethan, how, long, how, many, how often have you been trying to get in on this conversation? If I didn't look and see you had <laughs> his face, his face is like he's been like... He's, uh, he's Amelie'd himself. He is. <laughs> Ethan is sitting there with like, I don't know what he's been trying to get across to us. <laughs> okay i've been speaking for at least i don't want to say like 20 minutes because <laughs> like because i've been having to like blow my nose and sneeze and i don't want to pick up so i muted myself oh, I, I thought easy. i was contributing to the I conversation saw, <laughs> i saw you oh no you were blowing your nose but i didn't even think when you'd been quiet for the last 20 oh, minutes no. <laughs> i just happened to my right to see if reverend bruce had joined us and i saw ethan was talking but there was clearly a red microphone <laughs> beside his name oh that's yeah that's, that's, one, awful. that's one million percent going to the end of year absolutely look on his face though wouldn't it it was it was insane. uh reverend was, bruce looks like he's trying to connect uh we can't see him yet but we do have his name on a screen I'm trying, hello I'm hey. okay i think that was something he said yeah uh, yeah he said hello <laughs> And it is that magical time to be joined by BFF of the BFE, an absolute delight each and every time he Absolutely. joins us. Yeah. There's only one, and we're thankful for that. <laughs> it's Reverend Bruce. How you doing, Woo! Reverend Bruce? I'm good. I got the horse right here. His name is Paul Revere. Wait, did I watch the wrong movie? <laughs> Someone practice. You mean we're not doing Guys and Dolls? Oh, you guys. Oh, I, I hope not, because I don't know if I could do that to myself. No, uh, no, no, no. I did the right one. Excellent. How, well done. How are you doing, Reverend Bruce? Yeah. I'm doing great. And I picked this movie because I want to be happy, because I am happy. It's a very happy film. You made Georgia happy. I'll say yeah. that much. The number of times <laughs> I looked over and Georgia just had I'm- the biggest smile, like, like literally like a kid at Christmas. And I'm sitting there going, huh? <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, this is an incredibly happy film. Um, you want to know why I'm happy? Sure, tell me why you're happy. Well, all right. In my particular space, the uh, reverend space, we have a phrase going around starting in 2020 called the great resignation. Okay. Meaning 30 to 50% of my colleagues are quitting their jobs and just wow. walking. Wow. Okay. Um, I won't get into it, but it has to do with all the tumult in the country for the last couple of years. It, it affects everything. Excellent choice of word with tumult. Yeah. No, it is. It's awful. It's been the word. And, I, you know, here's a female reverend friend. And oh, they're gone. Where did they go? Because it just affected everything. Okay. I had a horrific four years. The last five years has been really good. Uh, just for a lot of reasons. But this is new u- news. I'm telling the world before I'm telling anyone else. I'm taking a new job. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. And because what I do is I do kind of shorter term things, the kind of interim stuff. Okay. For, yeah, yeah. That might need a bit of house cleaning or might need some help. And so... I'm kind of like the best analogy I can think of is in my particular space. I'm kind of like a member of a union. And so a female reverend friend of mine said, hey, would you consider this church? Because they had a younger female reverend who started October 2019, right before lockdown happened. And that you just didn't have a chance. And it didn't Mm. work. And they said, could you do this? And it's. I don't have to move houses, don't have to move cities. But I thought, you just know when you're supposed to make a change and when you're not. Mm-hmm. And I'm exhausted at the thinking I've got to tell my current place I've got to move on because I haven't done it yet. Ooh. <laughs> this literally all the I's and T's have gotten crossed and dotted. Yeah. But it's good. It's probably better. And about a year ago, I thought I'm in serious PTSD from this year and I've got to take care of my and it, it t- ended up being a good year. And one of the reasons I like musicals, I've loved musicals for years. The reason I like musicals is because they can do both tragedy and exuberance. Absolutely. Like I, I love um, Les Mis. Mm-hmm. Um, like the reason this started was because um, I'm the youngest of five kids. And so I spent, my mother loved music. She loved the Beatles. She loved classical music. And I would listen to 33 RPM records. The very first one I saw was Oliver from Oliver Twist. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's an Oscar winner for best picture. Yeah. 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 It is. It's obviously way before my time, but when you're a little kid, you don't really know that. Yeah. And you know, you got to pick a pocket or two, this exuberant Mm. song and you think, wait a minute, what are they really saying? Uh, take a tip from Bill Sykes. He can, wait a minute, you don't want to be like Bill Sykes because <laughs> he killed his life. And it, it mixes tragedy and exuberance. Like Les Mis is one of my favorites, mm-hmm. filled with exuberance and heartache. And you know what? I'm just not able to take heartache right now after the kind of couple of years I've had. And so... um. Katie and I, we have season subscriptions. We actually see more musical theater than movies now because you don't go to the movie theaters much. We see about 10 a year, and all of Uh them scheduled this year in two different theater companies are upbeat. Mm -hmm. 
guys and dolls, anything goes in the Heights. Uh, hey, we're doing spam a lot. Hey. hey. Yeah. Aren't you the one who said Arthur Darling? I'll be there. <laughs> I bet you you get Arthur Darling. <laughs> yeah, we will. We will. And I just said I'm it's just emotionally it's difficult to deal with the the heartache. It'll that'll happen. Mm. But I'm just happy. So this is a happy movie and it's one of the great it's just happy and I want happy. <laughs> And I want to make you happy. I want to make the world happy right now. There we go. That's a good shout. Good yeah. shout. It's in America. This yeah. genuinely made me so happy because I hadn't seen it. I Obviously, I know a lot of it, but I hadn't yeah. watched it all the way through. And I was just kind of leaning forwards watching like like a like a small puppy like it was just so wonderful you really you actually really were that's quite accurate (laughs) i was over my little chair doing my notes i just look over and go she's like totally engrossed in this (laughs) i wanted to rant and go why can't you do this when it's (laughs) train spotting two that's not happy (laughs) yeah because i like dark like I was on vacation when I did the town because I was relaxed. I'm a, I was up for it then. Yeah, but, but that's not. It's very different. I loved the town. Oh, I missed oh yeah, it. Oh, no, yeah. I missed it. Oh, it, it's amazing. But Don't um, watch it. And you know, we were supposed to um, see Pippin today. Oh, such a they, good show! I know. So but they good. pushed it. Yeah, they that's pushed it to the. Yeah. That's what my name is. Is my dog is named after the show. I I was going to ask you. I'm hoping yeah. it's that Pippin and not that um, not the Lord of the Rings Pippin. Lord of the Rings. No, no, no. no. He's named I'm, firmly after the musical Pippin. Yes. <laughs> I was going to ask you that, George. Yeah. Oh, because <laughs> I've seen I, that a couple of times, and they had a male Pippin and a female Pippin. I've seen it both. And it was fabulous. It is amazing, yeah. <laughs> Have I you ever been so. in it? I've not been in it, no. I saw a production of it in 2018, 2019, and it was just so beautifully done because they did it quite traditionally yeah. with the exception of the lead player was female. Obviously, it can be male or female, but she was yeah. female. And that dynamic then between her and Pippin is just so, it's so deadly. It's be- Oh, it's amazing. I love it. Maybe let's rapid yeah. fire. Let's rapid fire musicals not pantos musicals we've been in okay so yes. i've done spam a lot twice spam twice yeah grease twice i've done grease once grease once yeah grease i've done once. oliver twice i does school show count because i did oliver how old show. how old how old were you 11 mm. is it help if i was I've oliver done, i've done oliver then I've done, yeah. uh, I've done Fiddler on the, the fact that you were Oliver, that's pretty good, but yeah. Anything <laughs> uh, Goes, Carousel. Oh, really? Um, yeah. I've done Oklahoma. Yeah. A funny thing happened on the way to the forum. Oh, um, How to Succeed. Oh, nice. How to Succeed in Business is Not Really Trying. Yeah, Ethan yeah, was the yeah, lead and was very was, good. Yeah. I was the antagonist and I was also very good. <laughs> yeah, you from, were. From, from, uh, from Joseph. <laughs> Joseph, yeah, you were very good in Joseph. George and I were in Chicago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that one. I've done Into the Woods. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. yeah and we just finished um, Adam's Family. Adam's Family. I've also done Little Shop of Horrors, Sound of Music. We all did South Pacific. South we did do South Pacific. Oh, I was the only one that didn't uh, do that. I've been, uh, the Music Man. I was in The Music Man. There we go. Forbidden Planet. Which the I oh, Return to the Forbidden Planet. <laughs> then we all forgot there for a second. <laughs> right, right, right. 
Yeah. yeah so. and, you know, one of the ways uh, reasons we got into this was because we have two daughters and both of them were in deep in musical theater in high school. Mm-hmm. And they're both quite good. And Liam, you will be thrilled at this. Yeah. Because in America, you have 12 grades. You have kindergarten and 12 grades. They went to a public school, which had an amazing musical theater program. And when you're in ninth grade, you had to take history of theater and then you had to audition. Oh, pretty cool. competitive. Yeah, pretty competitive. And there was this husband and wife team who did it. And our oldest daughter's first part was Patty Simcox in oh, Greece. Oh, it's a great part. <laughs> it's a great part if you get the right person for it. It's a great part. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. She did quite well. And then she was in 12th year. You typically wait till 12th year to get a lead part. Mm-hmm. She was Millie in Thoroughly Modern Millie. Oh, Amazing. Cool. Oh, really? Don't know that one. Yeah. Which, they oh, it's fantastic. Okay. Now, there's a movie with Julie Andrews. The movie's just weird. <laughs> there is, yeah. The movie is, uh, I, it just didn't reflect the exuberance of the show. And, um, Remind me to get back to Millie because I want to finish this other thought. And then the younger daughter, Bonnie, who was on the pod, she, oh, she got to play Gabriella in High School Musical. Nice. Oh, nice. That's a fun show. That is a fun <laughs> show. The, the stage show, they do amazingly well. Like, it's I, very fun. Liam's famously never seen the movie. I've never seen it. Any of them. <laughs> oh, it's it's quite good. You know, Zach Efron's the lead. Well, it's just, it's just Greece for the modern day, isn't it? Well, that's what I've been told. Yeah. But, you know, you would, I think you would love it. You would either love it this? or you'd hate it. I don't know, buddy. But I, I love think Zach created well. a fucking multiverse with that film. It's, it's really fun. <laughs> I did create a multiverse with that film. <laughs> But what what I like about theater, musical theater, is the immediacy of it, because for the most part, a live show is much better than a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although yeah. Singing in the Rain was a movie before it's a live show. Yes. I've, um, and I think it's an exceptionally good one. But um, <laughs> And I have heard actors, I've only been in one myself. In high school, I was in the Barbershop Quartet and the Music Man. That's about what I've Hey, hey that's, a, that's a really hey, cool part, yeah, though. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ice cream, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I was in that because I'm I'm a good blending singer. I'm not a soloist. But um, anyway, so what I what actors have told me is what they love about theater is that it can be fun when things go wrong because you can't do a retake. So the opening night of Thoroughly Modern Millie, I'm sitting in the front row. And our daughter is there and she's talking to her boss because she's gotten a job in an office. It's right before the big tap dance routine. She's talking to her boss and he goes off stage. And I look at Katie and I said, I don't think that was supposed to happen. <laughs> but nobody knew it. And what happened is he had the stomach flu and he goes off stage and he just heaves everywhere. Oh, no. oh bless. Yeah. And he completely throws up. And, he, and it was amazing how this 17 year old just catches himself. Nobody knew it. That was amazing. But, yeah. That's it, but it's like that's the immediacy of it that it can is. be so funny. So we had a couple of moments like that in the Adams run. I mean, not the not not, not comic, to, unfortunately. No, 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 no. But I mean, I had a bit of a comic one when we were waiting for just before pulled and. Uh, Pugsley didn't come on yeah. because they changed how they were supposed to be setting it, and the stage crew had not 
Like, it was all a bit strange. And so there I was with the rack, like, kind of preparing it, looking in the wings, going, where's Pugsley? And he just didn't appear. And so I kind of looked and went... Pugsley, it's ready. Like, and he just ran off. <laughs> <laughs> now, meanwhile, I'm ba- I had to call him from the wing. Bless him, he wasn't there. He was only ten. Bless his heart. But like, <laughs> I'm backstage, and someone's going, "Oh, they added a new line." I'm like, "They didn't add a new line." George, oh, yeah. George, 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 covering. George is covering, and this is someone who's this is someone who should know better. You yeah. know this guy. Oh, okay. And he's like, no, no, are you sure about that? I'm one million percent sure. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is what you do when you're trying to cover for someone because they're not there yet <laughs> and letting them know that they need to be on stage. I and sure enough, that's what it was. We had to do it a second time with Morticia as well when they were looking at the ring and she's supposed to come on and like interrupt it and they have to hide it. And she just didn't go, go, mate. She didn't appear. And so we're having a bit of like an ad lib about the ring. And then I just look off in the wing and give her her cue line because I was like... She's not appeared, so I have to give her a line. And she, again, like, <laughs> like kind of sauntered on. It was brilliant. Now, Reverend Bruce, you talk about how it can be fun when things don't go right. Now, oh, having, no. Having shared a stage with, with Liam on several occasions, <laughs> I can assure you that it might be enjoyable for the audience, but it can be it's stressful terrible. for those of us. <laughs> <laughs> What if they don't bring the fucking set on? I will say this. Liam is an absolute reformed character. He has seen the light. He has changed his ways. But there were times when Liam would say a line and we're like, oh, he's jumped two pages. Yeah, He jumped a whole song once. He jumped the song, scenes, you name it. We're like, we need to get this back to where it was. There's there's essential plot we have to talk about. What if my favorite? And, and And we don't do props. Where, where we do most of our no, stuff no, no, so no, no. It's, it's up to us to get ourselves out of trouble so yeah one of my favorite moments was in a show called summer holiday which was a cliff richard movie and <coughs> um, we're an ensemble cast and me and my mate adam we were um all in the green room after the first act and that's got busy and we're talking and we're going oh this is great and it's going well not a very good audience to be fair because we only had a very small audience that wasn't received very well um turnout wise unfortunately and um but we were having a ball and uh they used to set up a tv screen um in the in the green room (laughs) so you can see your cues and slowly and surely everybody starts leaving the green room me and adam were still having a ball and laughing (laughs) then we hear our line and we're in the green room (laughs) oh my god And there's this little pantomime bit where we've got these suitcases running between doors backstage trying to get on, on the stage. And you can see the relief of everybody's face as soon as we turn up because they're all trying to ad lib. But the fact that we're sitting there and when it's until we see on the screen our line being said, and we're like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. That is one what- of my latest <laughs> ever entrances. Suitcases. I Worst had to ever. enter with a suitcase for the opening of Act 2 for Adams. And now I we'd I hadn't heard the five minute call that we'd just recorded because and over the like intercom at all, no one had come and like found us for beginners or anything like that. So I thought typically what we're used to is yeah. someone comes knocks on the door and says five minutes, five minutes, five minutes, and then and then act two beginners would yeah. be the yeah. expected call, and it hadn't happened. So I was like, right, okay, and I could still hear the music house music playing. So I was like, I'll go for a wee. Um, this is the only time I went for a wee mid show in the entire show, in the entire run because of this. I went for a wee and. 
I was washing my hands and I could hear the do 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 which was my cue to start being on stage. And now how the stage is set up, like the dressing rooms, I had to run round, open several, like two doors to get to where I needed, pick up my suitcase, pick up my crossbow, run to stage left, which was the opposite side to where my dressing room was, meet Lucas in the wings who was going, where were you? It's like, no one got me. I was having a wee. And like then storm on stage (laughs) and fling the curtain open. Like I literally, I arrived in the wing with about four bars of music to go. It was not good. But aren't they the bits that you remember? (laughs) And at the time, you give yourself a hard time over it. But I think about that with business. But when you look back, you just go... You know, they were good times. Ethan, no one else thinks about that, buddy. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. I know exactly what you're talking about, but we don't think about that. Oh, no. I'm saying uh, a set a set error. There was oh, a scene that, where... I was I was funny here. Okay, go <laughs> with it. Yeah, yeah. This, this is a... I'm, I'm hyping you up moment. There was a scene where my character is supposed to get a promotion and have, like, this massive swanky office, and I'm supposed to have a desk that I'm, like, putting my, my, my feet on. And I don't know why, but they forgot the desk. So the lion is supposed to happen. I'm supposed to come in and go, I like what you've done with the place. Uh, Chinese. Something. Expressionist. Yeah, it's like very feng shui or something. Yeah, but but Chinese expressionist or something like that. Go ahead. And he walks in getting ready to say, it's like, he looks at me. Looks at where the table should be. I'm looks supposed back to put this, I'm supposed to put this document I have <laughs> on the desk. <laughs> and so I just have to, I look around and go, I like what you've done with the place. Canadian minimalist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll do one of them. We're trying to move on. But okay. Adams, we started night one. The literal, we've done the, we've done the first big song, right? Yeah. We get the big round of applause. <laughs> And one of the ensemble is because we have to say what the plot is. And the plot is that basically George's character has fallen in love and that um, every every year of the, the ancestors, the dead Adams rise up to like celebrate for one day. Kind of day of the deadish, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so and they're supposed to go immediately. They're supposed back. to go immediately back and go back to their graves. And that's what they've done for the year. But I've locked them out. Because I need their help in making sure these two kids find love. Yep. So the gate's supposed to be locked. And this information needs to make it to the audience. So there's a member of the ensemble whose first line is supposed... All you have to do is, once the song's over, there's even a big, stinking musical cue for the line. Can I just preface this with, I'm stood, spotlight on me, in the typical pose, like, freeze-framed, because I can't move, and I can hear what's about to happen, or not about to happen, as the case may be, and can't do anything about it. So the open line's supposed to be, one of them the ensemble supposed to walk over pull the gate and go hey it's, it's locked, locked. <laughs> to which point i go that's right we have a problem and then we begin this we begin the scene yeah and so i'm sitting there and i'm waiting for it and you hear and nothing happens so i walk over to the gate pull on and go you might be wondering why this is locked (laughs) well it's because we have a problem (laughs) i was so in the way that you are when you're like it's opening night and you're all like we need to be perfect and it's like it doesn't really matter so much effort from me not to laugh at you because i could not make a face i was i was just going oh this is not a good start to a run which we were feeling necessarily most positive about it in, in in all moments the night i went the, the gravestone heads fell over 
Oh, I knew I knew it was going to be a rough night because I walk over by dancing on their graves, and I walk over it, and it's like just plywood on the stage. And so when I walk over it, like three of them just fall, and I go, "Oh, it's going to be one of those nights." And it, yeah, it's pretty such as. Uh, and I guess this is part of the challenge of musicals is that the live experience gives you things like this, it does. and the exuberance and the joy that Reverend Bruce is speaking about. That's something magical about on stage because you can get caught up in that on film it can come across as inauthentic mm-hmm. when it happens which is why modern musicals are really hard mm-hmm. mama mia for as many tickets as a sold, people kind of go oh it's a bit it's a bit extra in it yeah um even some of the more recent ones you look at greatest showman you look at la, other, la, land. la la land that exuberance on a mass level can be really which is why i think chicago is so amazing because chicago is one of the few where the movie is better Mm-hmm. Yeah. Without question, the movie's better than the stage oh, show. And if you emerge than that, we've done an episode forever ago. Uh-huh. It's like Thank episode you. nine or something. Go, go check it but out. The things you do on, on film is, is impossible to do on stage, isn't it? That, that, that well. Because on stage, you can look wherever you choose to look. You have yeah, total yeah. freedom. Yeah, yeah. In a film, the camera literally says, look this here and looking. only here and don't look anywhere else because anytime I put a camera somewhere, not only am I telling you what to look at, I'm telling you what to ignore. That being said, these classic Hollywood musicals, I think they get away with the exuberance that we're talking about without us getting all like... That wouldn't happen. Cynical. Yeah. Cynical about yeah, yeah, yeah. it. I think, I think it, gets, it gets a pass. And I, when did we lose that, Reverend Bruce? When did we all become so cynical with, with sort of films that then we just go, nah, it's just too much? I don't know. Because <clears throat> a lot of musical. there's tons of musicals I haven't seen. Like, for instance, I just absolutely love tap dancing. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of Fred Astaire. I have never seen a Fred Astaire movie. I haven't. And I love... Mm-hmm him and his work but i've not seen a movie yeah yeah and because a lot of times they're musical numbers that are strung together with very thin plots yeah yeah um i think that singing in the rain i think it's an amazing plot i think it's a it's incredibly funny mm-hmm. i think it's amazingly funny most movie musicals just aren't as good as live i agree with you on chicago that movie i've seen the live show and the movie they're both good but the movie's amazing yeah. i've been in the live show and i'm sitting there going i, I would kill for the advantages you get when you're on screen mm-hmm. yeah, it's, yeah it's so technical where you can well. do the other oh it's just so so that's that's a real thing you got to overcome especially if your audience has seen the film especially if you're doing it during covid and you have to stay a meter away from everyone else on stage <laughs> yeah. at all times yeah yeah well True. done but you well had, done. i just don't know because musicals were big in the 50s are people as interested in musicals as they used to be? I'm not sure. Oh, no, musicals, no. Musicals. I, I, I did a paper on this in uni where the musical and the role of the musical became somewhere in the post-50s era with the rise of Walt Disney. We sort of took musicals and we sort of siphoned them off to what animated did does Mm -hmm. so we might have licensed song and music or we might have songs about bands playing stuff but as far as like the actual traditional movie musical that very much went to the way of the other side and then that all that oh it's too exuberant well animation lets you be exuberant without judgment and it's a younger crowd so it's only recently at the time across the universe the beatles um musical have you ever seen that look at me like you don't know what i'm talking about Oh, I, I, the two musicals. 
No, no, across the universe. Across the universe. No, it's it's, it's, no, it's the Jim Sturgis film. It's fantastic. No, I haven't. No. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, uh, it had just come out, and so I was making reference to there are steps going back in this direction. And since then, we've had La La Land, and since then, we've had West Side Story, and I think Hamilton probably has done a lot for the the role of the musical in general, as far as musicals being back in the conversation. In the heights, yeah. yeah. In it's the heights, and then Dear Evan Hansen happened that everyone we're going to make fun of musicals again because that was terrible. This is true. See, I think yeah. we live in a very small bubble, though, this, of this people who are really thing, into yeah. musicals, and I don't think Dear Evan Hansen made a. a, a oh no! Every single person mainstream. I yeah, I know people that aren't really into musicals watch Dear Evan Hansen. This is awful, and we're like, I don't want to watch I musical. Yeah. I just don't think the mainstream paid any attention to it. No. I'm not oh sure, no, that's the point. That's I'm, the point. I'm not sure the mainstream paid any attention to West Side Story. No, no, that, well, that's because, that's because it was released in a pandemic, over- wasn't it? Yeah, and also, true. when it came out, it came out like three days after or before Spider-Man. And everyone, do I... Also, I think it was Ansel Elgort who was in that ended up having yeah, a yeah. load of... Yeah, a load of accusations but that were Again, proven. though, I think that that's something that your generation knew more about. Yeah. And I think West Side Story is not... Pl- I mean, it's a young cast, but I think that sort of movie actually has a much broader appeal. Mm. I think they were trying to mm. win back into different audiences with West Side Story. But of course, because obviously it was a remake of a film that was very popular yeah. when it was first yep. came out but they didn't get either crowd in one because of the pandemic and two because of spider-man but three because people just weren't going like they weren't seeing think, multiple shows like i saw la la they wanted land spielberg as well because it's a spielberg Spiel- film you spielberg want- did direct it yeah. yeah 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 but like i went and saw la la land and i was transfixed by that la la land was 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 powerful to but me is that because I it trans it it manages to capture some of the magic of the original ones. I think. Part oh, of I think so. I, I think yes. it's absolutely yeah. a love letter to There's these old musicals. There, yeah. Whereas I enjoyed Greatest Showman, but it wasn't. It, it wasn't the same no, thing. God uh, dang. No. That was. And then on reflection, stuff. There is on reflection. You hate that film more. There are parts of Greatest Showman that is very, very much like we are putting on a. We're making a film to try and replicate things that we think people want to see, but actually without the technical brilliance and things of the different stuff that you get with things like La La Land because they actually paid homage to the originals. So I think all this is so important to then look at something like Singing in the Rain and go look at what they did without the benefit of the technological advances we have now. Mm -hmm. Look at what they did without the ability to even... I mean, old Hollywood was known for long takes and geez, they took that and went to the extreme with it. And so what are you left with? Technical excellence. And we spoke a fair deal about this, Reverend Bruce. The technical excellence that's required. And, and, And Gene Kelly's, you know... Um, sort of regarded as not being the nicest to play with, but he was after perfection. And he asked that of himself, and he asked that of his literal dance partner. And so what does that mean? And it's interesting, it comes so closely to Whiplash and talk about the pursuit of excellent, not my tempo, all that sort of stuff. Um, It marvels me, because without all these advantages, you had one option and only one option, and that was perfection. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we do these like this anymore. What what, What do you think? I totally agree because if you look carefully at the dancing, it's perfection. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's a, it's amazing. It's amazing. Debbie Reynolds was not a dancer, apparently. Wow. Wow. She wasn't as highly trained mm. as the others. I'm she got no. them aware, and, no. you know in spades, didn't she? Yeah. No, I she love that woman. She oh, um, she really steals a lot of scenes. Um, she was a gymnast but had not done a lot of dancing or even a lot of singing, I don't think. She had a lot of singing in this either, did she? (laughs) (laughs) No. 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 
And the thing that is the most amazing, and this is why watching it several times, just focus in on the dance scenes and watch O'Connor and Kelly in synchronicity together it's spot on it, it is, is it is incredible mm. yeah i was watching i think that's part of why i was so transfixed by it is because i'm i mean it's not what you can be transfixed by just watching it and appreciating it but the fact that i've i have tapped before and i have danced and i have gone i know how difficult that is to get that together because it's not only especially with the tap because it's not only movement but you can hear each beat that they're doing and most beats of music will have two or three beats of the tap so it's getting that if you go wrong in one of those hundreds of beats that you're saying in those routines you have to start over and that's it would be exhausting if you had to keep doing it so you have to get it right the first time it's 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 so incredible yeah and i think one of the reasons this is why this is such a a musical that stood the test of time is you the all the dance scenes are just amazing and there's several of them you can't argue with them they are amazing yeah they're utterly amazing and we can talk about which one's our favorite because the iconic singing in the rain is fabulous but that's not my favorite one no, okay. same. it's there well, are some i like better we'll get there in the end game we got that yeah we will yeah. <laughs> but the, the thing that's so amazing about this is what i like is amazing technical excellence in dancing but I also want a good story. And I just think this is really funny. And it, it has a believable plot of the move from the silent films to the talkies. And it's interesting. And it and the story itself keeps pulling you along. And it's it's hard to make me laugh because my um, I think this is genuinely funny. And if the t- I don't know, now or later, I'll point out you know, some of the scenes I just keeps me in stitches. I just think it's amazing. It's a, because like I said, typically you see, um, all, did you talk about the fact that all but two of these songs were already floating around? Only two songs were original. Georgia had referenced something along that yeah. line, but we didn't know. see I like, like most first watches, especially when we have a, a BFF come on, I just kind of lay out and don't do any research. Yeah. And okay. so, so th- this is just kind we of a, very little, a lot of stuff that was kicking about. Georgia had referenced that She thought that was the case. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, most of the, and I have a, a special features where they show like singing in the rain was around before. All I do is dream of you. The two songs that weren't, oh, and this is funny, um, Make Them Laugh. Oh, really? Okay. That's the first one, the Donald O'Connor one. Yep. But the writer said, we kind of plagiarized that. (laughs) Oh. Because they wanted to do a song that would take advantage of all of Donald O'Connor's shtick. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And there's a song, and you can hear it by the title, called Be a Clown. Okay. <laughs> and they expected to get sued for this, but they, they didn't. Okay. <laughs> and they were yeah, willing, they because were willing they to do basically that. Yeah, they, they were willing to do it and they wow. yeah, but nobody but um uh nobody did. And the other song that was original is Moses Supposes. I was gonna oh, ask about Mo- that was one of my that, when you said there was two, Moses <clears throat> Supposes was 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 one yeah. of mine. Interesting, they're both Donald O'Connor songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
And I'll say, Moses Bonus, that's my favorite routine. That's hilarious. That is amazing. Uh, yeah. The I like the way they're... one that they do. Sorry. The opening cap? The um, opening between the two of them when they're doing their, oh, yeah, kind of before the, they're both famous. With the fiddlers. With the, with the, oh. uh, with the violins. Yeah, yeah. 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 That was oh, where awesome. he's saying dignity. Yes, always yay. dignity. Yeah. <laughs> that one, yeah. Yeah, that was amazing. And one of the things they said was they hadn't worked together before. Really? Okay, that's might, impressive. Yeah. They they had not worked together, but apparently, and, you know, George, you can explain this to us. I think they both said they lead with their right foot. They They both led or pushed off on their right foot which made it easier to work does that sound yes, familiar so when you're tapping a lot of people have got a dominant leg i mean it's like for anything you have a dominant hand or leg or eye or whatever but if you when you tap especially tap and point are two of the like um mm-hmm. oh what's the word i'm looking for um oh i cannot remember i'm stuck on a word anyway they are two of the like dance styles that require that are most likely to have a dominant leg and it is more important to have a dominant leg in Just these Discipline, thank you. Because if, like, on point, obviously, if your most of your weight will shift onto one foot, so that's why you have a dominant leg. But in tap, because you have to be able to be so dexterous with your toes and your heels, it is really you end up putting weight on one foot more than the other to like to like do most of the moves. So if you're like doing a, a if you're doing a pull up or a, like a step back or whatever, your feet will naturally pick one that you want to move off on first. For most people, it is right. But for several mm-hmm. people, like with point and stuff, it ends up being your left leg because you're used to lifting up your right leg. So it kind yeah. it can be difficult. Um, but yeah, no, it's so much easier to work with someone alongside someone if they start on the same foot. However, if you're ending up partnering someone, you ideally want them to be dominant on the opposite foot because then you are more inclined to move together syn- like in synchronicity, synchronicity. Whereas next to each other yeah like like they are for most of it you want to be on the same foot so yeah no it looks it looks amazing when they do it because they're doing side by side it's not like a uh fred astaire and ginger rogers are face to face yeah or you know the phrase about her she did it all she did it all backwards in and high in heel. heels yeah. yeah those two are amazing they are yeah like one thing you go ahead um, i want to look at there is a youtube video it's called classic dances set to the song uptown funk <laughs> yes i've seen it it's good have you seen I'm, it i'm I gonna have. write this down so i remember it i have it's brilliant you know i should post it on the patreon because it's about six or seven minutes somebody took a long time stitching together yeah, oh yeah, it's, it's i bet clever. there's a hundred different movies loads yeah, yeah. certainly yeah, I see and that. there's a cage where these. Cool. It's amazing, and there's these two African American dancers from like the 30s. They're brothers, and they jump off a balcony and do a split. And I'm just saying, ouch! Yeah, <laughs> do you remember that, Liam? Did, I, I do, un- I do. Yeah. Um, every now and again, you'll see things come around on Facebook, and that was one of them that came around. Yeah, and uh, and that was. I, I saw it and I watched it, and a lot of the dance people I know through Amdram <coughs> were sharing it. Ah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I did see that. It was a, it was so good. Yeah. So there's a lot of Fred Astaire. There's some Frank Sinatra. Gene, a lot of Gene Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's amazing. 
I will definitely watch that. Yeah, I've literally yeah. I've literally typed out the title and sent it into just like our little group chat so I don't forget yes. about it. <laughs> Any other little known facts about singing in the rain you can bring to us? Um, oh, there's there's several things. Like I said, Debbie Reynolds. I won't spoil the age game. She's the only age I know, and that's an that's amazing. Me too. Me too. So I'm going to be um, out of that one. I won't, now, one of the things, and and different critics have said different things, because I've looked at this, uh, or let me back up and make a um, kind of a fun thing. Um, make them laugh. That was done by two people in the show Glee. Two, the, two of the actors, in, so there's a Glee version of Make Them Laugh, but two of them did it together. I never um, watched Glee. Um... I didn't mind Glee. Glee was. I, I always make this reference because I compare Glee to Top Gun a lot. Oh, <laughs> Top Gun! You thought really? you were you thought you were out of there doing yeah, uh, Jackie, Jackie Chan, 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 Chan singing in the rain. Singing in the rain. Um, so in both cases, what you care about with Top Gun is you want to see them flying. Yeah, yeah, and all the story is just okay, great. Do what you got to do, but I really just want you to go back up in the air and fight some more. Yeah. yeah. Whereas Glee, it was like the songs were the big, hit, the big hit, and actually you didn't really care about the story and how they wove these together. It was like just, just, just go to another song, would you? Because you know you got like two, maybe three songs an episode. You think and about so- the story, and the whole thing falls apart because <laughs> Mister Shoe is way too comfortable with some of his students mr shoe mr shoe he is a villain mr shoe would have been written up (laughs) yeah i will never forgive that show i've only seen one episode No, it started off strong because olivia newton john was in it yeah it it started off strong uh but it it was definitely like the zeitgeist of the age for about three five years it was massive my sister was massively into it but i was that little bit younger so it wasn't yeah yeah i remember the glee project like reality show that was crazy yeah it was it was huge but there was a there was a make them laugh episode was there Evan Bruce there was yeah now one of the things to talk about is is there any point where the musical number detracts from the story and for the most part I don't think so like the song that I like least is that crooner song called Beautiful Girl. Yeah, I was right there with you. Yeah. Oh, I have no, <laughs> However, there's no point for that song to be I in there. I have a yeah. salient point about that song and the reason why it sticks out so massively and I'll tell you for why and it is because most of the songs what are you pointing at? I'm just making sure your elbow doesn't make contact. I'm not with making the... contact with the road. Most <laughs> of the songs in the musical, apart from that one, are in the movie musical that we are watching. Whereas that one happens in real life on set. That is something that is happening, which is why it f- feels different. But it's just weird. To the rest of- yeah, it is. It is weird. But because it's not telling any story. Right, but it's a filler. Exactly, All because right. it's not telling any story, whereas the purpose of a song in a musical originally is to help move the plot. Okay, agreed, yeah, yeah. Important points. Agreed. Whereas that one is stuck in the middle, is part of the actual in-universe. So then the challenge stuff. I have, and I hear you, so then the challenge is when you have movies about movies or musicals about musicals, mm-hmm. things like that, is that you need to have the song, 
both be in the musical world but connote some sort of expression of what's going on. It's like something, something like a hot Marilyn Monroe sing songs, but it's all based on what her character's going through at that moment. So although it's her as a musician, it's also her singing about where her heart's at, as it luck would have it. Because of that, I would argue that that isn't technically a musical. It's a film with music in it. No, no, I agree. I think, I think, yeah, I, yeah. I think it's a bit of a hybrid, but I think yeah. if you're going to go into the world of the musical, like think Moulin Rouge, Come What May, right? The Lover's Secret song. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, it's, it's a song for inside yeah. their musical, but it also reveals how the those two characters feel about each other who wrote it i think other than the one that is in that middle there because it isn't part of the storytelling device which is songs in a musical the rest of them i think do do that right now like the other one is at the end broadway melody i've changed (laughs) yep i don't get it either (laughs) okay i've spent about 15 minutes trying to explain it to ian about half an hour yeah at first (laughs) ian at first i didn't like it but i've changed my mind oh but I'll give you some backstory St- as to why they- Stockholm critics- syndrome is what we got here. <laughs> yeah. Some critics say it detracts, but I'll tell you why they did it. And what I I don't know the the budget for the whole movie. I know the budget for that scene. And it doesn't help me with the whole movie, but the budget for that scene inflated seven and a half times whoa that's nuts i'm not surprised and and i'll tell you why is because the year before and i seen this movie they did an american in paris which is also a gene kelly movie yep it had a 17 minute ballet and they said that went well so we're going to do it here but you notice o'connor and reynolds are not in broadway melody because their time had passed and the whole thing they weren't under kind donald o'connor said he was preempted which i guess means his time for recording was up yeah so that inflated so at first i didn't like it but then you think it's really a flash forward to what the music movie musical would become but i'm not sure it because remember rf says um I'm not quite visualizing. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a funny joke. It could also be because none of them are going to say, we're all going to be gone by the time you shoot. The, it's, it's almost a little side project. They like slam in there. Also, though, this is, it, is. this yeah. because of the tradition of the musical. And when this was made, this was still much bigger. Think of Oklahoma. Yeah. And the ballet. No, I get the ballet. you. So it is, but I don't get the ballet either. No, no, no. But it is a tradition of was in it. that era <laughs> of musical to have this bit usually at the end of the first act. First act, yeah. Okay. That conveys I thought of the music- through dance. I and thought it is, of it when it, it happened. That, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't get it. It was Rodgers and Hammerstein. I don't like Rodgers and Hammerstein that much, but that's a different conversation altogether. Um, but yeah, so it is a tradition of that, which I think they are also kind of putting in there as well. Right. Right. So that's what happened there is that it was because of an American in Paris. Now, an American in Paris is fun, but it, it's not nearly as good. But that was a Gene Kelly project as well. I'm trying to think what other facts. Oh, I know. Um, I thought that Gene Hagen was amazing. Oh, is, yeah, she's great. She was she is really important to the story and she was just amazing is that lena yeah, yeah. and yeah. it must take so much to keep up that voice and that pretense yes. of being this whatever but the voice like to keep that up and to be okay with that being your role in that film and, oh. and and also doing your voice 
for that's what I mean like and then dubbing someone else dubbing, in your actual and voice Debbie Reynolds voice yeah, yeah. yeah that, I mean, that, that part's the, that that part's the fun part yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, so because she was a serious actor and she had never done comedy before, from what I know. That's cool. She did really oh, well. She I did. Really that part. Yeah. yeah. So I think the four. Now you see, you had O'Connor, Kelly, and Reynolds as the top billing. Yeah, she could have used a four spot there. And I'm going to tell you my grumble now. I think she should have had equal top billing with the other three. Yeah. Ooh. Um. I honestly think she should. I don't think the story works without her. I think. Oh, all... without, without question. Oh, here's a fun one. Is that w- you know what one of the alternative endings was? No. So have Kelly and Debbie Reynolds get married, and this is totally out of left field. Donald O'Connor and Gene Hagen getting married. <laughs> yeah, that, makes wow. no sense. No. that makes. They couldn't. That makes no sense at all. So I'm glad they didn't do it. Trope of old fashioned musical, though. Everyone has to end yep. up coupled up. That's like a yeah, like coupled up or dead. Yeah, that is how yeah. it works. <laughs> now, one of the things yeah. here's here's an interesting. Um, oh, here's a little device we could use uh, to kind of deal with this. What might the sequel be? Because one of the critics said this is a really cruel ending, and I don't agree with that because I think. Lena Lamont is a woman who has real agency. The only way they can take her out is by basically pulling a dirty trick on. Agreed. Her. Yeah. Because like you, you can't you can't even re- do a press release, so you have to expose no. her live. Yeah. I think she no. acts badly enough that the comeuppance. You're like, no, it's no, okay. this is yeah, justified yeah. because she's reveling in yep. it. She's rubbing yep. the studio head's nose in it. Yep. She's rubbing Kathy's nose in it. So That's everything right. is well deserved. Mm-hmm. Right, but the sequel is. She buys her own studio and puts them out of business. <laughs> Called Singing in the Sunshine. <laughs> I just want to see Singing in the Rain, the, the actual film that they go on to make and the billboard is yeah. <laughs> Here's my question, Reverend Bruce. Here it is. So in the scene that we're talking about where she gets exposed, you know, Kathy's behind the curtain. They go, what song should we sing? She goes, yeah. Do Singing in the Rain. Now, for the record, to this point, Singing in the Rain has just been a song sung by Don to himself and a police officer. (laughs) It's not even been part of the movie. Yet somehow, the band know it, even though it's also, we represented it as a song sung by a man. There's songs that we know that she's dubbed from the movie, but we don't do that. We do Singing in the Rain, because the name of the movie we're watching is Singing in the Rain, yep. even if it's not the movie they made, because the next movie be called Singing in the Rain. So I don't know why they recorded Singing in the Rain for a movie. They're going to use it in the next... I'm on cross-eyed again. But <laughs> it makes no sense that Singing in the Rain is the choice of song that she sings at that time. It's because he went home after Singing in the Rain and went, oh, that's a really... I like this, when he was having his little splash about in the puddles when i like it so singing. much we'll use it in this film no, no, no. and make it the title of the next he, one he i goes do home and he goes home to the two of them like they do in that scene and he goes write this down and they bash it out on the piano and then they give it to the the film execs this and go is, right this is and the, the band next kn- film. no because no, the band knows it yeah because they've been practicing for the next and donald film. o'connor can conduct it because yeah. that because because that's <laughs> what this is, this is my that's theory. what happens when you hire a band <laughs> let's practice all the songs from the movie we're doing and by the way here's a couple of extras just in case yeah, we go also, there they're also the film band for the, Lame. Uh, the studio Lame. <laughs> if it was the film band then 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 cosmo would have been conducting to begin with true Cosmo was the head of music. He was oh, every every true. every time they were singing a song, he was conducting the band. He was the whole too music. Busy opening curtains. Because <laughs> that's what your head of music needs to be doing right now. <laughs> no, 
I'm not saying it holds up her hundred percent, but it's like water—it's it's water resistant rather than waterproof. Maybe the next movie needs to be the rise of Cosmo because Cosmo was was fantastic. <laughs> he was. Yes, he outshone um, Don. I'll give you that when he's with, with Tim and Gene Kelly. I ain't watching Gene Kelly. No, it's I'm his not. eyes. His eyes are that bright blue that pop on there. Oh, they're amazing. He's, he's not. Boring. He's not handsome. No. Let's call a spade a spade. He's not that that tall leading no. man look. No, he's sure. look but, him, no. but you want to tell me who I'm looking at? I'm looking at him. Me too. Yep. I mean, tell, tell you why. I'll tell you why he's probably as good as he is and as funny as he is and as physically able as he is. It's probably because he didn't look like a leading man. Of course. He had to get in another way. Of course. Yep. That, that's his role. He's the character guy. He's the I'm your best friend guy. Yep. Yeah. That's you, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I'm not the best friend guy, but I am. I, I am the character actor. You're not wrong. That wasn't a shot. I know you no, do no. it very well. I'm, it took me a while to realize who I yeah. was. But yeah, I think I'm a character actor. Nah, you're a lead, buddy. <laughs> Try, that does my head in. Every <laughs> 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 time I come for parts that you've got, and I'm like, and like why I and, and they're like, Ian, this is a better part for you. I'm like, shut up. And then later, I'm like, yeah, they're right. <laughs> But, oh, I, but I do have this sure. movie recasted for us. I'm, I'm all ready for that. Okay, I, so we have that ready. Oh, okay. So I think we're ready. Be, that's later. That's later. Okay. Any other little known facts? Um, that That's the main thing. Well, let that, me throw a couple at you because I want to get your reactions then. Yeah, okay. The first one is that, um, what's the girl's name who plays Kathy? Debbie Reynolds. Debbie Reynolds. None of the singing is her own. She was actually dubbed. I Yeah, I I. We found that out. Okay. And then here's the best one, I think. When she's doing Until the Stars Burn Out, it's a spoken line. Mm-hmm. That's not her voice either. That's Gene Hagen dubbing yeah. for Debbie Reynolds, Reynolds, who's dubbing for Gene Hagen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Which I in thought a certain, was brilliant. In a certain Patreon review, somebody's going to say that. <laughs> Is that right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and so we are back now. Uh, Ethan's had to leave us, unfortunately. He's not feeling that that great today. So, um, you know, he, he probably all that speaking he did while he was muted. It kind of <laughs> built up at him. So, uh, oh, oh, I did you talk about this? Did you talk about the fact that Debbie Reynolds is Carrie Fisher's mother? No. no. What? Did you I not know that? What? Yeah, yeah. Did you genuinely not home. know that? The force is strong in her family. They, yes. they, they died like two weeks apart from oh, each other. Oh, that's right. Oh, but I didn't know who Debbie Reynolds was at the time. Her mother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get that. They but died I, one, I didn't know who yeah. Debbie Reynolds was in the like in the in the wider film world. Yeah. yeah. Wow. No, it's even more bizarre than that because Carrie Fisher died and Debbie Reynolds died the very next day. Oh, the next day. Yeah. Wow. wow. I remember it happening. I couldn't remember how close it was. Yeah. Remarkable. It, it's in what two or three years ago. It's, yeah. It hasn't been that long. Because. Yeah. Debbie Reynolds was married to Eddie Fisher. That's right. Way back. Yeah, yeah, Eddie Fisher, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. So that, yeah. Um, we dispelled the milk myth. Yep. Um, yeah, because there's no milk in the water. There's no out. milk. It's just backlit. Right. And you talked about the fact that he would. Oh, because they filmed that in Burbank during the day, unless when it was really hot. Yeah. yeah. And then. Because we started our careers in Los Angeles, and you had to water your lawn okay. every day, and all the the water pressure would get low because they were filming <laughs> like at the end of the day. I didn't share that part, so that's that's excellent. Yeah, yeah, and because um, water is a real issue, because Los Angeles gets an average of eleven inches of rain per year. Wow, yeah. 
I think we had that yesterday. <laughs> Do you know, yeah. when I was yeah. over there the first time, right, um, I was feeling a little bit homesick um, when I was in L.A. Did you run and through a sprinkler and pretend it was rain? Or? No, right? Alongside of the road, outside one of these hotels, you know, between the footpath and the road. The sidewalk? Uh, I guess. Yeah. Well, there's the footpath and then the road. Okay. In between, there's like a little grassy area. Yeah. Most grassy areas in hotels are like like fake grass. This was real grass. All right, it's all right. And I hadn't seen real grass in in oh, LA. You've told me this, I think. Yeah, I I took my shoes off yeah. and my socks just to walk on this grass. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, I'm making use of this. <laughs> it was amazing. Cav for the podcast wouldn't die. Get a hold of us. Is that still the case? He he, he lives in LA. Yeah, or or, was, or in the LA region anyway. It was Burbank where I stayed. Was it in a place called the Sportsman? There we are. There you go. For any of you folks out there, the Sportsman. Yeah. It's one of the places I'm looking Well, California in general is one of the places I'm looking at for Masters. Is that right? There we go. Cool. California, eh? Ah. Uh, all right. I think we've hit the time to get a little bit more uh, formatted. So, which button is it? Well, then. We're in the end game now. And we are in the end game now. I just realized that someone's going to have to take up the age game. I'll do the age game because Ethan's not here and I already know one of the ages. He so might I'll go ahead. To, you, to be fair, if you ask him. Oh, I doubt it. I <laughs> doubt he's even thought of it yet. No, it's so, right. If you ask him. If I ask him, we'll yeah. take a look. Uh, so we need a random Reverend Bruce. We need a random word, buddy. Ah. Uh, can't do a Boston dialect with this one. It's tap shoes. Tap, tap shoes. Tap shoes. Not a bad one. Oh, you didn't mention this. Uh, because we only released Get Out like within two days' notice. Yeah. Well, actually, it was like one day's notice for people to actually do that. So we're going to do, we're going to give up both GIF of the weeks next week. That sounds, that sounds right. Oh, yeah, sounds back fair. Yeah. Gets back on track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back to, back to normal, so you know, November as opposed to Addison October. Yeah. <laughs> so there we are. Um, so then we go, uh, the money, money, money. Um, 2.54 million dollar budget. What do you think it takes? This is in 52, yeah? This is in 52. 10. 10 million? Yeah. 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 You said to me you go about four times, yeah, eight. Okay, so you're going eight? <laughs> Reverend Bruce? I don't think there's any way it can be. 2.5, that's an insane amount of money for that. At that time? Can, you're right. I'm going to say uh, four at the most. No, three. Three? I don't know. Ooh. Liam's closest, $7.2 million. Whoa, I know you went by your format. <laughs> yeah, there we are. Okay, you you want to know how much the uh, the, the Broadway Melody cost? Yeah. yeah go it was budgeted at 80000 and they ended up spending 600000 on Broadway Melody. Wow. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Wow. It, it feels like it's just a snapshot from a different film. Yeah. But they it, crammed it in. It truly does. It truly like, does. I felt like I got hit by a sandbag. <laughs> i'm like what is this yeah yeah um who would uh you cast as who who would you cast as who i think reverend oh, bruce, is the reverend bruce you know what? i'm gonna yield the table go ahead tell go us on, reverend bruce. i've got it i've got it okay go for it now georgia this is georgia you're debbie reynolds thank you uh, now i was gonna ask you um have you done a lot of tap because i love tap dancing I have tapped in the past. I haven't tapped in the last probably five years, but I can, I okay. can tap. Yeah. Yeah. So you're Debbie Reynolds. And <laughs> obviously, uh, Ian, are you Gene Kelly and Liam, you're Donald O'Connor? Wow. Okay. Yeah. 
I'm good with that. Mind you, you'd have had it the other way. We might you? have to scale down the tap. <laughs> I would have, but yeah. yeah. But I think you've got a much better chance of like riding on my back than the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> Ready? Uh, and so, who does that make you? Are you? Are you RF? Are you? Are you, are you studio hey. boss? Who are you? Uh, Ethan is RF. Oh, okay. Cool. And I am Lena Lamont. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh, nice. nice. Thank I it was, you. I thought, there we go. I thought it was Liam's so, gimmick to do that sort of stuff. Want to know why? Um, I actually acted her out in a sermon. What? Wow. I did. It's because um, I was calling out the idea of being a religious hypocrite. Okay. Which means you're a play actor. You look this way but you're actually this so i actually went on there and imitated her work i can't stand him and and talk about it and so i've actually acted her out wow i love that so i'm gonna be uh lena lamont i she's my fit i just think she's fantastic she is amazing she is good yeah, and so I've been working on the voice, and it just it hurts your voice to do it, but it's just amazing. <laughs> so, uh, well Ethan cast. is Iraq, and I'm Lena Lamont. Well cast. All right. And, you know, since I'm a cyclist, I wear the spandex, so I can – do you call it hose or stockings or whatever? Yeah, yeah. So I – Tights. I kind of wear cargo shorts a lot with the with the hose underneath. So just make them pink, and there I go. Pink. <laughs> she was pink. You're ready to go. I'm ready to go with Lena. Let's do so this. That? Let's get it on stage. I might have to literally <laughs> dust off my tap shoes, but well, I, can, yeah. <laughs> I know where they are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm just doing sitting here trying to do some, some math for the age game here. Um, oh. Um, so next up is um, the awards. So only nominated for two Academy Awards, which I found to be really, really, really surprising that it was only two. Cinematography? Not cinematography. Wow. Interesting enough. Original because song? actually a lot of the cinematography is just set still and it's them moving through it. That oh, okay. Yeah. Um, best scoring of a musical picture. Yeah. And then it did pick up one acting related. I think I've seen this. So I Okay. One acting related nomination. Any guesses? I really, 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 really want it to be Cosmo. Um, but is it Gene Kelly? You just managed to do two different guesses. Reverend Bruce, you want to put a guess in here? Uh, Cosmo. He's my favorite. Uh, Gene Hagen. It is Gene Hagen. It's, yeah, it's oh, well done. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, which actually I'm really quite glad because she does do a good, good job and she might be the one that flies. I mean, I do feel that Cosmo uh, gets, um, Donald O'Connor gets a little bit ripped off in that. Yeah. But there wasn't enough for him to do in the second act and we, right in the second half and we, and we did talk about that. Yeah. We he kind of disappears yeah. in the second half of the film, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just there to sort of go, Hey, he gets like one line of dialogue, and then we go, hey, let's have nine minutes of, of this Broadway thing. And then, oh, we'll do. Yeah. So when the love story kicks in, he kind of takes a back seat. Um, did this film have a villain problem? No, I thought Gene Hagen was all right. No, she's great, yeah. Because we, really we kept getting warned, just make sure she doesn't find out. Just yeah. make sure yeah. she doesn't find out. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah. I will say I thought the, the villain had a, the, the consistency had a problem because she just decides after going through, like, she's clever. 
Mm. that's the problem is that she is clever and she's like i'm gonna make her be my voice for all my movies she literally says this moments before she goes and now i'm gonna do a speech (laughs) which makes no sense no it doesn't and this is a woman who thought enough to get her names in all the papers ahead of time so she is clever and then she makes like the stupidest mistake there is possible yep but it was a different generation of storytelling yeah Mm -hmm. so um what should this film have been called because i don't think it should have been called singing in the rain (laughs) no what is the film they actually make? The dancing. The dancing. The Cavalier. 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 Yeah. That's not one I want to watch. No. no. Join us next week when we do the, the Gene dancing. Kelly film, Dan the Dancing Cavalier. <laughs> not well, quite does, the same. If it, if, if it was this film, but named that, does those three words now have much Does it change? Yeah, yeah, you don't know. Yeah. Two guys and a girl. Make them laugh. Make them laugh. Yeah, uh, make them laugh. That'd be good. Put on a happy face. Well, I wasn't the song. It was one of the songs, was it? That's one of the. That's no. a different show. No, I know, but good morning, good morning. Doesn't really work, does no. it? No. Um, make them laugh. Make them laugh. Yeah. It, it kind of. I'm not sure it brings home the, the romance side of it. I'm not sure singing in the rain does. Oh no, I think that does because that is quite right. romantic. Sure. So anyway, um, whose story is it? Uh, oh, that's a good question, actually. I think that's more... Um, it's more Cathy's, Cathy's, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess more Cathy's. Yeah. That's how I felt. Mm-hmm. That would be my uh, my go-to. Reverend Bruce, who do you think the story is? Isn't it Gene uh, and Cathy? Yeah, I think it's their story, isn't it? But I think it's theirs. He doesn't really change... Oh, well, he does. I guess he has a bit of an arc because he realises actually he's not as good and as suave and as all these different things as he thought he was once the talent changes as it were to being able to actually talk on screen because even he has his moments of going i can't learn the lines i just need to i just need to do that i love you 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 yeah like one of the really funny scenes is when they're in the little car heading to the party and she's mocking him yeah, yeah that's good for being a bad oh, actor yeah. and then he starts mocking her oh you think i'm a stage actor what am i going to do to you that's <laughs> really funny yeah, it's yeah, good, yeah. and they're and they're just mocking each other, but it's really good. Yeah, yeah, it was nice, and I think it does speak oh, to you're uh, going to be on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the money of Hollywood versus the actual skill of live theater. Yeah, yeah, Very yeah. Clear, yeah. Um, what is the story here? It's a good question. It's a transitional piece. That's not, that doesn't mean anything. What's the story? <laughs> Dreamy no, dance I mean, sequences. Like, it's it's a it's almost like a look into what happened when type story with a romance thrown in for good measure. I guess it's just a boy meets girl love story with 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 an obstacle that needs to be overcome. I think it's I think it's just that basic. Oh no! So I I would say that it's it. I, I think, think what you're describing is the setting. Thing. Yeah, but that is what happens. It's the excuse for them. But at the end of the day, the story is about a boy. Me, the, the the film ends when the two of them are, are yeah, able to pursue yeah, their love openly. So. He is a boy. Yeah, he's cool. He's yeah, cool. yeah. Um, With a very accurate story of the switch from the silent to the talking. Yeah, that's, that's what pretty accurate. That's what really inspired me when I was actually looking up. The one thing I did do was what's the pitch, and when it said it was about the transition from talkies, I went, "Oh, that's actually got me more interested than I was going into this." So yeah. Um, a little, a little uh, uh, thing. Um, Howard Hughes did a film called Hell's Angels. 
It's just a flying one. Yeah. yeah. And that was uh, a non-talking film, which he then made into a talking film. Because it took so long to make. It took so long to make, yeah. Yeah. Um, and of course, like, I, I, isn't, isn't the artist about this? Uh, the black and white thing. The black and white style film. I yeah, think it's yeah, about yeah, this I, concept. I think it is, yeah. yeah. Um, so a, a musical inspiration feels a bit weird to say about this. <laughs> Umbrella. Um, Rihanna. <laughs> Uh, rain dance the guess who <laughs> come on to the rain dance to the rain dance with me um raindrops keep falling on, on my head, head. <laughs> great song is there any songs about like hanging out in the kitchen oh uh, what's the one that's there's a rat in the kitchen <laughs> someone's in the kitchen with diner <laughs> someone's in the kitchen i know um don't speak no doubt Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. The, what's the, um, where'd you come from, Mississippi? <laughs> the idea of that ventriloquism? Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Um, girls on film. Silence Girls on film. <laughs> the sound of, of silence. silence. <laughs> um, I love you, I love you, I love you. Georgia. <laughs> yes. Roll a woman. It's good. I like I it. It's strong in this. It's strong, yeah. Yeah. Really strong. Yeah. Even even the, the exposition happens because Zelda got mad about something. Yeah, Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this Zelda? What was she mad about? Don't know. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, What did she I'm tell not... her? I told her everything. everything. <laughs> what does that mean? Whatever the movie needs it to be what at this moment. <laughs> but overall, no, I think women had agency. I think, uh, you know, the one thing might be the fact they were both fighting over a man. Yeah. Although it does... But it's not into just big, that either, is it? Yeah. But, but why doesn't she like her to begin with? It's about it's about a man. It is, even though he's not showing the reciprocation to her. Yeah. Yeah, but there's did. I mean, I know that we don't we don't scale on this, but it does pass the Bechdel test. So there's that. Which for a film made in the fifties, it's impressive. <laughs> I guess technically it qualifies because the 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 uh, elocution coach is female, so they are talking about things not related to a man. <laughs> So it passes on the on the on that yeah. side of nothing else. And she I mean, she talks in the room. I mean, there's men in the room, but she's um Lena talks about her agency and like the newspapers and stuff, and that's not about men, so No, but it's gonna be two female characters who talk to each other. Uh, this is true. She oh yeah, she's not really talking to thingy in that. She's very much not talking to, yeah. Mm. They are they stage share a moment backstage where they talk to each other. Well she talks at her. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, I said is the Bechdel test isn't it's the be not, all, isn't the be all and end all. But it does. And I think yeah. women of agency, and for the most part, yeah, yeah, it's good. I like it. Okay, you're allowed to have love stories still. Oh god, yeah, <laughs> that's, yes. that's, that's, that's still allowed. Okay, here comes the ones. Favorite character, well, or best character, interpret it as you, as you will. Reverend Bruce, <clears throat> I like all of them. I'm going with Lena Lamont. Lena Lamont, yeah, it's good. an amazing performance. A comic villain. Yep. By, I mean, she's a serious actress. Hey, did you did you pull up any pictures of Gene Hagen, the the black and white headshots of no. her in a different film? No. I mean, she's gorgeous. She, <laughs> she, she, she could look a woman in this too. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't quite see it with all the makeup because she's kind of made up to be kind of intentionally overdone. Yeah. yeah. It's very very overdone. But I love to see a comic villain done by a serious... I just think she's amazing. She does do well, yeah. I really give like her. Yeah, you go- give her top billing, yeah. Are you, are you yeah. going with that as well? Co- no, Cosmo. Cosmo? Yeah. Liam? 
Yeah, Cosmo for me. Because he was one on the screen. But I do like the fact that Debbie Reynolds kept up, even though she's not a dancer. Mm-hmm. And that was her, one of her debut movies. I think she'd done really well to stay with the gen- with the guys. She absolutely, ke- in that one through the house, she yeah. absolutely um, held her own. Amazing. Yeah. Good I'm, morning, yes. I'm also going to go with Cosmo. Uh, it's just a shame that in the second half he's relegated to... Yeah. He's far less important. Actually, I'll, I'll make Mervyn Bruce's argument for him as well here. Like, if he gets top billing, then 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 Lisa, Lena Lamont should get top billing as well because... Gene Hagen, because she's just... She's more important in the second half of that film than he is. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, next up, we're going to go with... Uh, Favorite song? I guess that could be in favorite sequence as well, but favorite song sequence. Oh, that's tricky. Come back to me for a second. The kitchen living room sequence. Good morning. Good morning. Yep. Good morning. Because I didn't realize that was in the in the film. Yep. And that's a song I know. So, but I do like that whole sequence, how they move, all in one shot. There we go. Brilliant. Remember us? <clears throat> that's a good. I'm going to go with Moses supposes. It's yep. just so fun. Like the way they're kind of just pulling the the old voice coach around, yeah, is amazing. Cool, and the, the dance sequences are just amazing. Now, one little grumble about it: I think there's a point in there where Gene Kelly's voice is a different voice is getting dubbed in for him. If you listen carefully to when they're they're pulling the curtain, he's pulling the curtain around his head, right? Thinks Moses. It doesn't sound like his voice. Okay. No, I don't. I've not seen enough with him yeah to know his yeah voice. that shouldn't bother me we'll leave that aside i just no, you're love, right. i love that uh, i'm gonna go with it was the first one we heard but i still think it's my favorite fit as a fiddle oh brilliant oh yes i don't mention to make him laugh just because i'm not being a big donald Connor fan of this but yeah, uh yeah. fit as a fiddle the bit where they they're playing each other's fiddles and from oh. there on in i'm just like so the and accuracy the of the dancing so it's one thing to get the dancing perfect and i yeah, this is yeah. someone who's not a great mover on stage yeah but to get the dance steps right and then to go and now sell it with like constant happy stuff and then let's add extra bits like they they make like little like flowers appear at the end of a number yeah. it's like a magic trick mixed in with this like it's stunt like playing unit isn't it oh it's, it's amazing brilliant. i mean we found it hard we did a rehearsal today for a christmas show and they're doing cozy little christmas and so there's four of us two little pairs of elves that are bringing on blankets for mother christmas and father christmas and then we removed the blankets at another point and then we had to like in sync in the dance like move with them and then turn with them and then fold them and even just getting that right with four of us being able to fold two blankets in sync was like <laughs> took us about half an hour so <laughs> the, the ability that these guys have and i know there's so much work that goes into it but it's just so seamless it's beautiful uh, is there did you ever come up did you give me a, a favorite song uh, he's probably mm-hmm. moses supposes okay. but the any time that they are tapping in sync it's just it just makes me so happy yeah, it's usually where i go best element as well but i think mine is just the long takes because then you have to acknowledge the technical yeah excellence excellence that's going on on stage uh i, I know Reverend bruce you, you mentioned the writing which to me was very at its high points it reminded me a lot of some like it hot it was that sort of 1950s yeah. humor which which yeah. i think a lot of that humor is still funny today at like the bit where rf goes you know oh can't quite visualize it. I'll have to see it on film. <laughs> yeah. That's a funny joke. Yeah. Or, you know, call me a cab. Okay, you're a cab. Yeah. Or, you know, there, there's some there's some nice moments. I just wish they'd, I wish they'd given Cosmo more to do in the second half because I think he had a lot of good ones. You know, she's she's irresistible. She just told me so herself. Like, really funny stuff. I reckon Gene Kelly had a lot to do with that. Well, what, his role getting, yeah. yeah I think, you know, I, I, yeah. I would, you know, 
Everybody else is going to leave, and I'm going to do a nine-minute special all about me. <laughs> oh, do you want the girl? No, we'll have a dancer as well. None of the same people. No. Um, what's up next? We've got uh, a grumble. A grumble. Georgia. I'm going to be really specific because there is, I think twice I noticed it, there is cuts in dance sequences or speeches. I think they're both in dance and song sequences where you get the same moment twice. Oh, okay. Because they've cut yeah. from one camera to another and you get the same moment, like only like a second at most, but it's the same second that you see from a different angle. Um, I mean, to me, actually it added to the charm a little bit, but for a technical perspective, no. it's not. Especially if you're, if you're Gene Kelly and you're killing yourself and your co-stars yeah. to mm. make sure that they are perfect. Yeah. To have a little lazy retread like that is, yeah, yeah it's a bit of a down. Yeah. Um, some of the inconsistencies. So, like Zelda just turning up. Yeah, um, that was lazy. You need, like we said earlier in the in the show, needed a bit more of another scene that could have rectified. That. Like, why is Zelda doing this? No reason at all. Because is is are we supposed to believe She's that Lena's, Lena's? Are we supposed to believe that Lena's like the kind of person who has friends? <laughs> she doesn't strike me as the kind of person who has friends. No, and she'd tread on them anyway. Wouldn't she, she would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't get it. No. Plus, have they been like really like brazen about this? It seems like they've hidden her away pretty well. Yeah. So I don't care. Like, oh, make sure Lena's in final. Oh, it's okay. We'll tell her friend. Or <laughs> you know the bit where um they go make sure she doesn't know. Yeah. She could have been in within earshot. You know, and could have had a, a moment with. There could her. have been a letter that went to the wrong person. Or there's something. all there's, yeah, there's yeah, like yeah. organic ways you can make this happen. More. Besides, Zelda told me like it's efficient. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In and out, there, in and out really quickly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure it works. I remember, like room floor. remember this. My grumble. Yeah. Oh, that hor- horrid song, Beautiful Girl. It's awful. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and what's the point? You know how it shows all the women dressed up really fancy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the whole yeah, yeah. thing is just. Silly. It's just like it, it makes no sense. It's just a shopping commercial, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is. Is this they are filming something? Yeah, yeah, like like a commercial, and they use it as her as Kathy's in into the studio at the same time. That's all it yeah. is. I'm, but it is you yeah. could have had her. She was just be yeah anything. He could have you could have done an audition scene where she's yeah. auditioning for the next film they're in, and that's yeah. that's enough. Done, but yeah. or yeah. she's doing some yeah. small little stage workshop play thing, and he happens upon her and says, yeah. "I want to give you a job." Yeah. Uh, yeah. Me, it's it's twenty minutes of filler, and it's beautiful girl, and it's the uh, Broadway, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're both. I think if you take it out, it's a much more charming film. Yeah. I guess tighter. I think it's more charming. Now it might be it might be saying something, and the people would appreciate it on a different level. And I get that, but it felt like there were two scenes from a different movie that wasn't this movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that was my issue with it. So um, whether they wanted, the, maybe Gene Kelly felt there wasn't enough of him doing Gene Kelly stuff. Maybe because he is a director in this. Yeah. Maybe, but Very I just hands-on, wasn't he? I just kind of went. He doesn't do much by himself other than this, and I there, think that's probably where, what it is. Yeah, there was a charm to this movie. And the charm was when they were all together. Yeah. Not when he's on his own. The charm was was, was the three of them against the world. It was a yeah. really fun little movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it gets a little bit lost in I think it loses its way a bit in those two sequences. Agree. So uh even if it does have that funny joke at the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh anybody's best role ever? I don't know enough about them. No, Same. I don't. Is, is Gene Kelly in White Christmas? If that's the case, I've seen him in two things and he's better in this. No, that's no, he's not. Bing Crosby. Oh, it's Bing Crosby. Crosby. Then, then I have no vote to say. Um, I know that. Um, I've, ne- 
I haven't seen any Debbie Reynolds movies other than this, but she's mentioned in Greece for being in a film called Tammy. Yeah. So, I, so, I don't know. so Liam, was she better in the film she was in or in the reference in Greece? I thought she was better in the reference in Greece. No, she's, <laughs> no, she's good in this. I, I don't know I've enough. I've not seen enough. I, I don't know enough people. I don't know enough. Yeah. And I haven't seen um, O'Connor in... No, I haven't seen O'Connor in anything. No, no, no. No. I want to, though. Now I've seen him in this. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. So uh, this takes us to... I never want to hurt my age. What's my age again? What's my age again? Too often this is accurate, but stage game, stage game. Let's all play the stage game. <laughs> nice. All right, I got, I got five. I got five, five for five, us five. here today. I'm going to put little initials between who gets there first. Let's start off with the man of the hour himself, Gene Kelly. Georgia, start us off. Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. Uh, all right, Liam. Did you see the lines around his eyes? Forty-five. Okay, and Reverend Bruce. He's got to be older than me. <laughs> um 39 reverend bruce almost nails it 40 years of age yeah, now, this is at time of release so oh okay so he might have been 39 when he was recorded he probably was 39 when he, was recorded. he also had a little scar on his um left yep. cheek yeah notice that yeah that's from like a ch- we looked that up that's childhood accident kind of thing oh, not okay. a flying tap shoe then <laughs> no it wasn't a flying patches no. but i'd noticed it in the film uh, yeah. Let's go with. I think Reverend Bruce said you were, were drawing yourself from this one. Uh, Debbie Reynolds. Debbie Reynolds. We'll start with Liam. Early film. Uh, Twenty-two. <laughs> Georgia. Seventeen. Uh, I believe nineteen when she's shooting it. Twenty when it comes out. Uh, so oh, yeah. she looked look younger than I did. That's why I yeah. went. Sorry, Reverend Bruce, I didn't include you because you said you thought you knew was that one. So, yeah, I knew that. That's right. Yep. Eighteen, yeah. seventeen. Way. Technically, I take it because it was nineteen. But... Oh wait, do you say seventeen? Mm-hmm. Ooh, tw- the official answer is twenty. It's actually a Liam answer. Uh, Woo! Twenty when it came out. Sorry, yeah, yeah. That's always how we do it. Wow. Well, I didn't go for twenty-three then, wouldn't I? Yeah. <laughs> it's the way you were smiling. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna, I'm gonna I'm do this. I'm gonna do this. I felt myself doing it. Uh, let's go with the number three man. Let's go with Cosmo himself, Don O'Connor. Uh, let's start with Reverend Bruce. He's got a baby face, doesn't he? Um, mm. I bet he's older than he looks. I have no idea. Um, 29. And Liam? Oh, I think 30s. 35. And Georgia? So I was going to say 26. And that was my immediate reaction. And I will stick with it because it was my immediate reaction. But I don't think it's right. You need to believe in yourself more often. 27. Hey! Whoa, done. <laughs> he has a baby face, though. You're not wrong. I bet you he looked that age for a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's go with... Um, the girl with the voice that could crash a thousand glasses. Uh, let's go with Gene Hagen. Gene Hagen, who played Lena. Let's start with Georgia. 25. Oh, I was going to go 25. Let's go, Reverend Bruce. I think she's older, but I have no idea. I'm going to say 33. Okay. And Liam. 26, then. <laughs> Liam just gets in there. Twenty nine is the oh, correct answer. Oh, nice. Reverend Bruce and Georgia were equidistant away from the yeah. four so years on each side. Five, and I think she's oh. twenty five. Went and then one last one. RF, the big studio boss. Oh, I like him. You get because you get to go first. 
Um, 50. 50. Georgia? 58. And Reverend Bruce? 56. Liam, you, you owned this one, buddy. 49. Well done. So that's a big Liam. Liam gets three out of the five right. He is definitely the age game winner. Time for the critics. The good, the bad, and the eebs. Eebs. What do we got going on this week? This is 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's incredible. And 8.3 on IMDb. In a world as cynical as we are, it's still above 8. So double double qualifier. Yeah. We have got Anthony Lane from The Independent on Sunday, who says, Tap dancing has never looked so unstoppable, nor so liquid. Most tappers clench up and hammer away like road drills, but these two sway their hips and laugh off the effort. Which I appreciate. It does look effortless throughout. He's not wrong. It's so not effortless in the slightest. Uh, Then we've got Bosley Crowther from New York Times, who says, compounded generously of music, dance, colour, spectacle, and a righteous abundance of Gene Kelly, Gene Hagen, and Donald O'Connor on the screen. All elements in this rainbow programme are carefully contrived and guaranteed to put you in a buttercup mood. Didn't mention Debbie Reynolds in that one. No. Oh, that's a shot. Yep. Uh, and then finally, we have got our good friend, Roger Ebert, Deeps. who says there is no movie musical more fun than singing in the rain and few that remain as fresh over the years. It's originality and it is all the more startling if you reflect that only one of its songs was written new for the film, uh, that the producers plundered MGM storage vaults for the sets and props and that the movie was originally ranked below an American Paris, which won a Best Picture Oscar. The verdict of the years knows better than Oscar. Singing in the Rain is transcendent, is a transcendent experience and no one who loves movies can afford to miss it. Mm. Gives it four. Yeah, I felt like he was giving it everything. Solid four, yeah. Yeah. Um, thank you very much. Now it's time for, uh, before Georgia brings up the friends of the podcast, I'll do my bit. I put out a fleece, as I'm uh, known to do. And uh, I asked, is Singing in the Rain a great film, good film, okay film, or poor film? I was really curious what this was going to come in at, but 42% call this a great film. But then 26% say okay film, and then 16% tie on good and poor films. So uh, I'm not going to say divisive, because it was 42% said great, but Mm. uh, definitely a wider spread of votes than maybe we're used to having here on the BFE. Uh, Georgia, what do you have from the Friends of the Podcast? Uh, Would you just two today with we over three submissions because uh, Katie had decided to not put her ranking on the first one. Bless um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. she's put another one in. So she's dubbed her own version of it then. Yeah, yeah. She's, dubbed, she's dubbed her own version. Fantastic. Uh, but she says, this is one of my favourite movie musicals. My favourite element of the show if the show is the outstanding dancing, Gene Kelly is a legend in my book. Debbie Reynolds was amazing as well. It blows my mind that she was not a trained dancer going into this role, but danced so perfectly after much hard work, I've heard. Donald O'Connor was a great choice casting-wise. He's a great dancer as well as a hilarious comedian. I can't decide which of my dance numbers is my favourite. I love so many of them. Singing in the Rain, Good Morning, Make Them Laugh, Moses Supposes, Broadway Melody. I could watch these tap dances and the ballet over and over. An interesting aspect of this musical is that it is a jukebox musical when it, where the songs were previously released by songwriters Arthur Freed and uh, Natia Herb Brown and inserted into the storyline of the musical. It's surprising that it didn't win any awards. I think this was because an American in Paris won several awards the years year before i like the storyline of the historical transition from silent films to those with sound one of the funniest trivia facts that i learned about this film is that debbie reynolds singing was dubbed by betty noise whilst her spoken dialogue was actually uttered by gene hagen during the dancing cavalier so you're watching hagen dub reynolds dubbing hagen 
Haha, <laughs> Singing in the Rain is a great <laughs> ride into the world of song, dance and comedy. It's definitely one to own and watch over and over. Well said. That is very well said. Ha ha. Very Will Smith of you. Uh. <laughs> and then maybe this says something about our Patreon backers and the fact that it is a musical. It's Lena as the second one. Okay. Yeah. None of the boys. Oh, so no. okay. Yeah, I was trying yeah, to get yeah. where you're going with that. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it was just it was just the uh, the ladies in the panel who yeah, tipped in. The ladies. And we got uh, Lena says, "Seeing the rain is the film that made me appreciate musicals at a whole other level. Up to this point, the only musicals I enjoyed watching were some films by Jacques Demi and Hair. When I was eight, <laughs> I was a member of a cinema club for children, thanks to which I got to see many old films from the silent area." era at the pre-code era up to the late 60s as well as some independent foreign films singing the rain was part of that selection and i was obsessed from the first scene and couldn't stop thinking about it afterwards i also had a massive crush on donald o'connor and remember (laughs) writing him a letter telling him how much i loved his performance that's a hang on hang on that's amazing that is amazing i wonder if he got that letter was there a response? Unfortunately, he had already passed away. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so funny and so sad. <laughs> I haven't seen it recently, but there isn't a day that goes by where I do not hum one of the songs. I love the dance sequences, the costumes, especially Lena's, and how its premise is timeless since we constantly need to adapt to new technologies. Can't wait to rewatch it on a rainy day. I'm so really well said and I get the idea about not watching it it's really hard to see your exes so you know (laughs) (laughs) seeing Donald up there and not respond (laughs) that'll be hard (laughs) and is that everybody yeah okay hey thank you very much everybody who jumped in I don't imagine there's a whole lot going on here on the uh, fledgling fandom but let's have a quick look Uh, Danny from It's a Musical says I adore this one watched it the first time uh, two years ago and I think it's the music i've watched most since my initial introduction the songs are great and the choreography is superb the yes 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 no 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 sequence is so funny uh carlo from the movie loot says love it very lively and fun i know the titular dance sequence is iconic and it's great but i adore the moses supposes dance bit more for donald o'connor and gene kelly to be honest yeah. but the two together are fire mm-hmm and uh, then someone called Emerald Blue just gave us a gif of uh, and I can't stand him from one of the el- elocution lessons <laughs> so thank you very it. much for uh, chipping in there Georgie you have your hand back up I do yes sorry I meant to say it earlier um, Richard on the Patreon uh, commented on the um, video of Liam reacting to it he says fucking delightful movie one of the best that milk thing is bullshit though obviously think of the smell <laughs> <laughs> Richard brings an anger that I really appreciate, actually. He's our angry patron. He's our angry patron, so I appreciate that. I do appreciate that. You've got to have one profane member in each group. Hermes thinks that Hermes is way too cuddly. He he's our cuddly curmudgeon. He's not really he's not really a troll. No. Hermes right. is like Scrooge, but like at the end of the at the end of Christmas Carol. Uh, if you like this film or episode, you would like I think some like it hot. I think it speaks to a different generation, a different style of humor. Mm-hmm. Uh it's not as as much of a musical or as much of a dancey kind of thing, but there is that. Uh, I think we've made a lot of references to was it a gentleman in Paris or what was it called? American, American in Paris. American in Paris. Yeah. So probably something like that. I mean, I don't. I mean, probably probably like old school musicals just in general. Old Anything with gem musicals. Yeah. Anything with Bing Crosby, Gene Kelly, mm-hmm. Fred Astaire, Fred Astaire, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. If if well choreographed and executed dance sequences are your bag. Uh huh. Ha ha. 
<laughs> All right. Um, so now it's about I time. I think I might be right in saying, hang on, that Gene Kelly was in one of his last movies was um, Xanadu with Olivia. I don't know the answer to that. I think so. I'm not percent sure on that. That's just something in the back of my head. She's what happens in the plot, folks. Liam says random things, and then George has to pick up her phone instantly <laughs> and fact check. Hey, fact check corner. It's where it began, right? It did. It, it did, did. It did. So it, I really hope Okay, if you. Yeah. If you look at that um, Uptown Funk um, <laughs> YouTube video, you're going to see one scene that you may. It's there's a movie Kelly did called Anchors Away. He's dancing with a cartoon mouse. Yes. Yeah. Okay, uh, George. That later inspired Paula Abdul to do the same thing. In opposites attract. She did a video with her dancing with the cartoon. Yeah, I think that's the opposite subtract. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. And yeah. then she wrote Gene Kelly, and she had a weekly meeting with him the last two years of his life. He was very wow. kind to her. Wow. Wow. That would have been several years ago. But So if you want to see Gene Kelly with a dancing cartoon mouse, it's Anchors Away. I haven't Anchors seen on. it. Okay. Uh, Georgia, did you find it? Yeah, the last film appearance he makes in character and not as himself is Xanadu. Wow, there we oh, go. See, oh, back wow. in my brain, honestly. <laughs> well, while you got your brain open, let's go ahead and take advantage of it. We need a rating, Liam. It's time for a rating. We've gone through the whole kit and caboodle. Where are you placing this? I've never seen this movie. And well, you so have now, I hope. I have now. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, I hadn't. I'd never seen it. Okay. Um, it's something that always been on my radar that I thought I might give it a go because I've always seen the dance sequence of Singing in the Rain. And I thought, that's amazing. I'll get around to watching that. Never watched it until today. And um, it blew my mind. The dance sequences, like Georgia, I was smiling. I was laughing. Um, visually, it's stunning. The, the, the colours are very warm, very inviting, um, I love them when they're all three of them are together. Not so much when they're not so much together. Um, I really love this film. I really do. Um, so I'm going to give it Debbie Reynolds as well. Phenomenal. I'm going to give it nine Debbie Reynolds jumping out of a cake out of ten. <laughs> wow. All right. Love this movie. All right. Uh, next up, uh, let's go with Georgia. I mean, it comes as no surprise that I quite vote emotionally on films. And if I react badly to them, I do take that into account. But if I react very well to them, I also take them into account as well. Um, I mean, you've only got to look at Trainspotting's initial zero to know what I <laughs> to kind of bring yeah, that back yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not going as extreme. If, if Renton had like tap danced in the middle of no, his dog shooting no, sequence with that no, don't remind me i have genuinely like blocked that film out of my brain do not <laughs> mention right. scenes in it well you mentioned train spot i'm just bringing yeah, it up but the, 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 just not individual right, right. <laughs> um i think this is just so glorious and it's such an a, impeccable example of what movie musicals but also film in general could be and can be and I think it's beautiful and it's gorgeous. And there's a reason that there's a timeless quality to it as well is because there is a timelessness to technical excellence and you can't beat what these guys are doing. The best are still doing what these guys are doing in that field. It hasn't improved massively. I mean, of course, there are some things that are slightly quicker or slightly whatever, but the technical ele- excellence that these guys show doing this film hasn't <sighs> been beaten 
and there's definitely a timelessness to that because you can't see any better than this yet whereas if you see like old action films and stuff you can see better than that now because technology has improved but you can't improve upon this you can with speed but that's about it and it's just so gorgeous and technically accurate and such a big part of the film as well i mean don't get me wrong there are parts of the narrative and parts of the script where you kind of go yeah but there's also parts of it where i go as someone who this film is aimed at in this who are still watching it today where i go i know why you've done this and i know why you've chosen that and to me it makes sense so there's obviously bits in it that you go i don't get that but i do so i kind of have to kind of take that into it's my viewing of it not yours that's right yeah no i'm just trying to like preface because i know your score is going to be a lot lower okay so anyway um i (laughs) i did smile like a small puppy being given like the biggest stake through most of this and it made me so very very happy um so i am going to give this nine candles on said cake out of ten wow wow okay um i'll go ahead and give ethan's is ethan giving you a write-up no. Okay, so I just have a number from Ethan. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, Ethan, uh, from 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 what I can remember him talking about, he just really appreciated the technical excellence in this film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the dancing and all that sort of stuff. I think he's, like the rest of us here, very inclined to like and appreciate musicals. And so far, it's like that, it's like that a downfall meme where, or, you know, where you know hitler finds out oasis is broken up or something like that <laughs> and he keeps going nine nine because ethan said nine wow yeah so there we are That's... i thought i'd be higher than everybody else seriously so far you're of a status quo buddy <laughs> Never, i didn't see that coming uh reverend bruce okay i was going to bring this next year because i we did casablanca earlier and i wanted to space out the older ones but i couldn't like I thought this movie, <laughs> yeah. this movie makes me so happy. I needed to bring it now because I'm just feeling in a really good mood. So I couldn't wait because the one thing that art does is that it speaks to your emotions, and this is just happy and exuberant. And that's kind of where I am. And so I couldn't wait. I wonder when you see like top ten lists, this usually comes on it. But I I don't think it's a best film ever in the sense that Casablanca might be. I'm going to bring one more that I think is. When I originally brought this, I thought it might be. But I'm also going to give it a nine because we've talked about reasons that bring it down. I think it is perhaps the greatest movie musical. It's just one of those movies you have to see that's timeless. And so... I just need to be happy right now. And this, I watched it four or five times the past couple of weeks. It just made me really happy. And that's what, that's what I, I don't need more tumult. It's been a rough five years, rough two years, mm-hmm. getting better. That's what, and this is, this is what I needed. So I'm going to give it nine exuberant wet umbrellas with a raincoat draped over it <laughs> all over the place <laughs> nice i like it oh i am so going to be the curmudgeon on this you one are, aren't you? <laughs> um i'd never seen this film before and it's one i can teach oh okay it's one i can teach i can pair of us if i want to with grace um 
I found myself, it's a charming little story. It is a charming little story. And uh, you can't help but look at it and be um, appreciative is not the right word, but you can't, you can't help but, but, but admire um, the technical excellence of the dancing. But mm-hmm. I, I, I make no qualms to contrary. I mean, I said it before, I kind of just went, in the sense that it, it hits something for you but it doesn't it doesn't hit for me the fact that you were looking over at me during it whilst i was transfixed to the screen because i obviously had that says, mental difference yeah. that i could go ahead and look over but i do get the idea there are movies that make you do this and i i get this because for me reverend bruce like little miss sunshine is one of those films where i put it on and joy comes out to me i stopped mm-hmm. eating during a couple of these scenes yeah. and that says something <laughs> it does, it does, it does. Wow. um it didn't grab me there. It doesn't resonate. It doesn't resonate there. So it's a case where I appreciate it, but it's, it's always through like a lens or yeah, a bit yeah, where yeah. I'm going, okay, I, I get what you're doing. That's, that's really, really good. I know what good dancing looks like, and this is it. But at no point did it like wrap me in the narrative. It made me go, oh, and I've had some recently that uh, Casablanca I'd never seen before. Mm. It got me. Mm. Whiplash definitely got me. Even the first two thirds of Get Out last week got me. This one didn't get me. And so, and then you've got what I think is 20 minutes of filler. Yeah, you're not wrong. That just, I was like, uh. So, my mark is, I sound like one of George's reviews now. My mark comes more for an appreciation of what I know to be good filmmaking and good performing. As someone who loves live performance, it's one take, a lot of his stuff. You can't help but call that a live performance. They just happen to film it. Yep. You know, they had to sell to where the camera, that's the other thing, making sure you, you're, you're right in line with the camera the whole time mm-hmm. and the skill that requires from a cinematography perspective. But I am going to go with seven and a half torn patches on my well-ventilated suit out of 10. <laughs> Better than that's I where thought. I had you. I had you at six. I was at, um, I got to six before I started talking. And then as we went through, I mean, you can't, help, you can't but appreciate the art. No, exactly. And that part is true. Yeah. And... Yeah, but it's it's it just never got me. Mm. I think it was Paula Abdul who said, just to go back to that, <laughs> the rhythm's gonna get you. <laughs> well, Singing in the Rain never got me, unfortunately. Yeah, never got me, which is an unusual one because usually if Reverend Bruce brings it, I'm buying it. Yep. <laughs> but as always, um, what a wonderful choice. Yeah, it is, and something I can it. now say. Same. that i have seen and i can have an opinion and a voice if someone brings that up and i go yeah really like this didn't like this or this is really really oh amazing and there's sequences from this that i will stick with i think my biggest problem is my favorite part of the movie was when the two boys were doing stuff yeah yeah i'm not sure i really even bought into a love story that much no, because either. it was so quick to go hey are we working on the yeah. same film now yes yeah. then i love you and i love you too let's sing to a ladder i was just waiting for the next dance <laughs> sequence on a ladder okay, then, I, yeah. I do i do love them yeah they were yeah and they were great just yeah it's one never, of my girlfriend's favorite movies so you know. so i can see that it's kind of built with scrap parts and how it becomes more than than yeah, the combination yeah, yeah. of those scrap parts but it does feel a little bit Okay, what's going on here with some of those bits? Yeah, I agree. I bet you, you guys are the voice of the people, though. I bet you the Patreon's going to come in at a, at a nine as well. But what? Where, where are we at? Uh, actually, the Patreon is the highest vote this week at nine and a half. Wow. Well, I'm guessing Lena Oberholzer wow. at ten. Yep. Yep, nine and a half. So I am very much the curmudgeon. This is going to score very, very highly towards the end of sort of year. We've had a lot of strong ones in the last few months. We have. So there Everyone's bringing is, it. Everyone is bringing it. Yeah. In this case, literally brought to us. 
by Reverend Bruce. So we have nothing but a thousand thanks for 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 everything, Reverend Bruce. You are a vital member of the BFE community in every capacity. In every yeah. capacity. You 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 provide a salient perspective, you make me smile, you make me laugh, you make me think, and these are all things that I value very, very highly. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you so much. And I had to can I tell you a funny thing about from the town? Sure. The town it, it might because I said this on Twitter. When I need a good laugh, I just re-listen to that one. <laughs> it is so funny. But I've almost gotten kicked out of the house because of that one. Because it's like, would you please stop doing the Boston dialect? Because <laughs> I almost brought another movie where the protagonist had a Boston dialect. And I thought, no, I better wait. <laughs> I won't tell you which one it is. But thank you. No, this is fine. But I thought we all need a gift because I know you guys love shows. And I just thought this is just might be good for all of good us. Choice. I don't think we've talked this much in detail about our musical sort of backgrounds and things like that. Uh, so that was a nice that was a nice conversation to have as well. Absolutely. I really want to see you guys. I need to just <laughs> come over and see you. <laughs> That's an awfully big, yeah. big uh, I'm trying to think, uh, inconvenience yeah. for you to do that. But yeah, that'll uh, take a bit of doing. Yeah. Man, Maybe if we do eventually do a Patreon meet and greet, we might have to put on a couple of numbers from something. Maybe we'll have to that, do that. That yeah. would be fine. There we that go. That would be great fun. <laughs> there we go. And if Sounds you're sitting good. there going, how can I get involved like Reverend Bruce? How can I... Hang out on the Twitter group chat. How can I even go as much as bring a, t- a movie to the table and, and sit and do the end game and a, a, a little bit more with us on that? Patreon.com slash BFE. You'll take a look at the various tiers there. We kept it simple for you. You can get them for as little as three British pounds a month. That's three British pounds a month. I guess like four something in an American dollar. It's like three and ten in American dollars. Thank American. you, Liz Trust, for killing the exchange rate. It's going down, isn't it? Yeah. We can we can say we're having a sale. <laughs> At one point, it would have been like 550. We no. also want to thank our other patron backer supporters Julene Hermes Dwayne Smith Katie McRae that's Katie McRae Ian Davies Lena Oberholzer Chris Peterson Randall Silva the Yeetmeister Nate the Great Cheesy Andy Dixon Holly Callan Richard and Ryan Kukets thank you very much thank you so so much I'm going to cue Georgia because it's the reaction to the next pick ready all right Interesting about a little bit of joy because it might be getting, I don't know if it'll be tempered a bit or not. It could be a bit melancholic next week because although the film is uplifting and the film's an important film, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the loss of the leading man from that film not that long after. We're going to be talking about the late, great Chadwick Boseman and the Marvel film that maybe changed it all. We're talking Black Panther next week. Because Black Panther two comes out yeah, yeah, yeah. next week, so we're getting Ethan, in. Ethan, does Ethan know? Uh, no, so wow, he, he's going to be screaming. At he's this. going to be, he's going to be loving this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Ethan yeah, loves yeah. Black Panther. He so does, yeah, Black does. Panther. Uh, I'd say Wakanda Forever. I don't mean the sequel. I mean, we're talking about how. <laughs> Are we going to see Wakanda Forever? Uh, that's something we can talk about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there we go. So that is the. I don't know when you're going to hit the, the end on your recording session. I, but I usually pick a a, a, good, a good time. All right. Yeah. So yeah. So next week. Black Panther, <laughs> Black Panther, Chadwick Boseman, Black and and Daniel Kaluuya, Kaluuya, mm. still, well, I, I got his name still. Done. There we go. 
So that's really about it. So, uh, as always, a pleasure to have Reverend Bruce on. Absolutely. He, he, he's, he's got more in the can, he says. I know what some of them might be. I'm very excited about the ones he's got in the can. Cool. There's one he's got. I'm thrilled because it's so under the radar. But I like it. Oh, I think oh, so. I think, yeah. I think so. Yeah, but there's one that's so under the radar, but I can't wait. It's a movie I went and saw. We had this movie cinemas in Canada where, like, you have your main run. Yeah. And then when they be done their main run, but before they go on to streaming services, like the discount cinema would get it, and you could go see a movie for like $2. Wow. And I went and saw this there for $2 and walked out, and I chewed on this movie for like a week, if not two. Wow. The themes I could pick apart in that. I was okay, a film teacher one- long before I was a film teacher. Go ahead, Reverend Bruce. Is it the one you told me you've seen one time? Probably, because I haven't seen it since. The one I'm talking about, so yeah. And you look okay. Yeah, I think that's next. Okay. It's amazing. It's yeah. Really <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's the one that changed me on the on that lead actor skill. I never really rated them, and then I saw that and went, "Oh, dude's got it." I. It's amazing. I'm pretty sure that's going to be next. This is what we call a tease in the. Uh, in yeah, the old, the old it, media game here, folks. Uh, it, was gonna be, <laughs> yeah, Carey, it was going to be, yeah. It was going to be for this time. Yeah, yeah. it was going to be for this time, but I needed to switch it up for reasons I've said. reasons you've I said. Think, I think you all, I think y'all are going to love it. Fantastic! Look forward to it. Yeah. What was the name of the uh, of the female lead in this again? What was her character's name? Start of a K. Kathy. 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 It's not Karen. I knew that no, much. Kathy. Kathy it's me, oh Kathy, come home. Oh. <laughs> All right, so I guess we'll do the walk down. Uh, Reverend Bruce, please feel free to join us with the flippity flop. Liam's headline. Take that one for yourself. So please join us next week. A big thank you to Reverend Bruce again one more time. It's always so weird to go. But please join. Oh, no, I got to hit a button. That's frustrating. <laughs> Thirty seconds away from being over, and I gotta hit this. There we go. Wow! You probably would have had thirty seconds. It only just popped up. I'll leave it in there. Who cares? It's fun. My TV was gonna turn itself off because I haven't done anything for hours. It doesn't realize I'm using it as a uh, interface. So one more time, (laughs) please join us next week as we tackle the uh, the era defining Marvel film. Yeah, an important film. Yeah. Black Panther for best film ever. I've been Liam. I've been Reverend Bruce. And I've been Georgia. And Reverend Bruce always brings it. He does. And much like Kathy in this film, he also takes the cake. (laughs) (laughs) We'll catch you on the flippity flap. Lean in Levant. Reverend Bruce just made the end of year. (laughs) (laughs) The end of year, Coda.